I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome back to Bros Watch PLL2. We're in our rewatch during the hiatus, talking about season 2A today. Mm-hmm. We are doing episodes 3, 4, 7, and 12. Uh, that is Blind. I'm sorry, My Name is Trouble, Blind Dates, Surface Tension, and Over My Dead Body. Pretty good sampling, I'd say. Mm-hmm. We were a little light on the back half, maybe. At least there's like four episodes in a row we missed, but I feel like we got a pretty good feel for things. Uh, I think Over My Dead Body is a strong episode, so I feel like it makes mm-hmm. up what we missed. I think we missed the uh, Touch by an Angel. Did we do a rewatch of that? I feel like we Did? might have. I can never remember what we rewatched, uh, but that's like the, the one where Emily gets a massage. Oh, with Lucas? Yeah. Arya and the fucking pictures were like. Ezra has to like step up and like tell Jason off or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the the dark room pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Just Ezra telling anybody off. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, my name is Trouble. Actually, before we get into this, just any overall thoughts here on two A. I want to ask you, since uh, you really enjoyed the second half of season one, how did how did you feel about two A? Still feeling great, honestly. Um, I think, and I want to get into this conversation a little bit later, but just let me plant the idea in your head about, think of Lost, the show Lost. Think of the kind of the dichotomy between the mystery and the characters mm-hmm. and how that played out over seasons and then think about where we are in season two here of PLL. Mm. So I will mm. return to that thought later. Uh, but yeah, no. Wires of uh, Discover the Emotional Hatch. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed all these episodes. I thought they were all very strong. Not, not maybe quite this like the amazing like legendary moments as some episodes have. Um, I don't know if there's like a Hannah slaps Jenna, but there are some really good moments in there. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's let's jump into my name is trouble. Um, yeah, episode titled dear to our heart. Yeah, very dear to our heart. Uh, <laughs> uh, written by Oliver Goldstick, directed by Elodie Keane. Um, the thinking about, especially notoriously in seven a, the, uh, the world of PLL dreams and exposition. And here's an episode that starts with the liars in a movie theater by themselves, that theater that only plays old timey movies before is, they realize a is in the theater with them and attacks them. Is this Jekyll and Hyde? Uh, I don't remember. I think, I think it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had in my notes, like double check that I'm right about that <laughs> later, but I never did. Um, let's just say it is. And if yeah. not, uh, somebody can correct us. By the way, yeah. did we get any feedback? Uh, f- feedback? We got people's, their theories, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll get into that as we go yeah. along. Yeah. Uh, of course, this is all in Spencer's head, though. It's like this uh, little summary, like, liar download, except it's only happening in Spencer's brain. Well, 2A, like, if it wasn't clear to you somehow magically by the end of season one, 2A, like, I feel like some meds hardcore. Spencer's the captain of this enterprise. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is like her <laughs> possibly imaginary crew. So who's the Lancer? Is that Arya? I think you can make an argument for Hannah there. 
guess it depends yeah. on which season. Hannah becomes more of the Lancer in later seasons of the, the five man band trope. Um, I was just thinking, I was thinking more like uh, uh, bad Star Trek analogies, but like, mm-hmm. I don't even know how you would, how you would do that. I mean, cause I feel like there's, even if it's apt, it's going to be offensive in some way. Like you're going to, so, you can't be like, Emily's the wharf. Cause people are like, what the fuck? So Arya is Spencer's number one and Toby is her number two. Arya as, Sorry. as, <laughs> come on, man, nothing. That's not bad. Um, I was just picturing Arya as Commander Riker doing that weird thing, or the way Commander Riker sits in chairs, mm-hmm. where he always throws a leg over. But like yeah, Arya's way like too the short. Opposite of that, yeah. That reminds me, we did get uh, some feedback on our website. I feel like we should address at some point uh, now, if you'd like. Sure. Uh, Since so, you brought it up. Yeah. So this is from Caroline. Um, I won't read the whole thing. Basically, she says, uh, you guys really seem like uh, bitchy, little, mean little schoolgirls who just hate on all the, the dudes. Um, and I we were definitely bitchy little schoolgirls. She posits because we we like uh, they're like rivals uh, because, uh, you know, they're crushed before them over you, that kind of thing. Um, mm. It's not really that. I guess for me, it's just I'm not really interested that much in the ships in general mm-hmm. like i'm much more interested in the relationship between the liars and so anytime a character kind of derails that or like takes them out of the game like i just it, it starts to get annoying after a while i mean i i definitely am enjoying like early Caleb here mm-hmm. uh, and of course uh caleb is obviously our our favorite bro on the show but For i just while, feel like yeah there are things with Toby and Ezra that are just like, it's, it's hard not to hate them. Yeah. Um, especially like when Toby's like whole season three B bullshit where he like puts Spencer in a mental hospital and then seemingly doesn't really apologize for it. And then immediately it shifts into the, his mom plot in four a where he's like pulling Spencer away from the girls and making her lie to them for her. It's just like, fuck off. Like I just can't stand that sort of derailment it's like let spencer be spencer and get back with her friends like i just i, I don't care enough about the spoby relationship well that i mean so much of this we've addressed a thousand times before mm-hmm. but that point in particular he puts that girl in a mental hospital he turns her inside out he put i mean and spencer's always been hovering over an abyss and that's what's the part of her charm is but he knowingly unconsciously pushed her into that abyss we're lucky she came out the other side of that black hole. But then it's not for 12 episodes. It's not to the end of 4A that she finally is allowed to bring up, hey, Toby, not so cool when you just disappear on me. Remember when you did that? Yeah. And also, she never brings up how ridiculous his hair <laughs> is. Not even once throughout the entire show. But, I mean, Caleb is, you know, we're really big fans of Caleb for a while. I think, but that was well, she, part she of writes the her, show. Carolyn writes, uh, Caleb's okay because you're not in love with Hannah. I, I wouldn't say it's that where it's like no one is good enough for our Arya or anything like that. I think it's more just like Ezra obviously is a huge scumbag and Toby is just worrying. I, I have some thoughts on Toby in these episodes. But I mean, that's that's the thing about this show. And you can tell, I don't know, it's kind of shitty to say like, well, some people are very young, so they like Ezra. You know what I mean? Like they inhabit Arya's shoes, so that's how they view it. But it's like, if you don't hate some of these guys, it's like there's a certain filter of the show that I think you're missing. And that's fine. Your experience is your experience. But 
I mean, but also, if you're waking up, if you're not waking up and going to bed in love of Hannah, you're not watching the show right. Yeah, as to, uh, you know, she wonders, is there any male characters on the show that we we haven't hated on? I don't know, we, we hate on a lot of people, but... The blind ca- guy, the Jenna school. Like that guy. Holden, more or less, seems like a decent guy. Um, I mean, not I'm not, like, raving about him, but I didn't hate him. Uh, definitely hate Lucas. Um, Have we I ever think... said a single negative word about Nolcon? Oh, seriously. <laughs> Fucking love Nolcon. Uh, Jake, I never really hated. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody can go to the tape and they're like, uh, you were wrong. Here's all the you know hours of you hating on Jake. But I don't. Th- I never felt like I really disliked him. It was obviously he was just like a spare tire, like waiting for Ezra to come back. Um, well, you knew Jake's days were numbered when he was just like, so you like old timey movies? I don't. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. And Arya's just like, how dare you? Remember Travis? Travis. Hannah's brief non-Caleb. Oh, boy, the yeah. Nazi from Man in the High Castle? Oh, yeah, he, he in that? terrible. Yeah, he wasn't terrible. <laughs> he was just another, like, it's just like, dude, you're just like a placeholder. Yeah. Like, you yeah. just knew you knew that was not going to last. Especially I, because he showed up with a cowboy hat in his first episode. like Which really, really messed me up, because I thought he was a cowboy bro. For like, yeah. <laughs> took like five episodes to get over that. Well, because his whole affect is cowboy bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't didn't call her ma'am for like the rest of his tenure. Um, I mean, he's he was awesome just because Hannah fucking knocked over the dealer into his mailbox and he's like, I'll cover it up while his uh, ballet bro freaks the fuck out. Yeah. Weirdly, um, I, I like Peter a Hastings. lot of the yeah, Peter. Yeah. I like a lot of the male villains, even though they're villains. Like, I just I like what they bring to the table. Maybe just because they're not supposed to be sympathetic. You can mm-hmm. just kind of enjoy their villainy. So. Yeah, in conclusion, we're definitely bitchy little schoolgirls. Uh, apologies for that. We're just not shippers, I guess. Yeah, I think the thing is that we, as ironic and winky as we hope the title of the podcast is, we workshop bitchy little schoolgirls watch PLL2, and it just it got a lot of bad reactions, not good feedback. So we went up our second choice. All right. Anyway, thanks for writing, Carolyn. Uh, always enjoy getting topical questions like that um, because it's sometimes when we when we do the episode by episode you know recaps you can kind of get lost in the forest there to like it's hard to kind of pull back and and have like a broader discussion so these are all fun anyway to a we're in spencer's head were we in hannah's head and at the end of uh, the last half season where they had that like download about what null con did but it was like all in like Hannah's head, I think. They were like walking outside in front of the church. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, was, that's the dream I was referring to. Yeah. Was that Hannah? The infamous dream. Yeah, it was Hannah's dream. Okay, yeah. So she had to later explain it to everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've been in Spencer's head and in Hannah's head, as far as I can recall here. And you're a lucky person to walk, uh, you know, a couple high heeled miles, three inches or nothing in Hannah's dreams. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that was a dream. Such so was on the couch, woken by Melissa looking for a ring. This is like when Melissa's like <laughs> Ian's missing. Ian's missing. Uh, the liars have accused him of uh, trying to kill Spencer, claiming to have killed Allison. Melissa isn't having any of it. She's like, he's my husband. Where's my wedding ring? Like she's fucking Ooh. shining a flashlight in Spencer's face. At, like it's got to be like three in the morning or something looking for a wedding ring. Yeah. 
it's like think about where this half season ends this half season started with the liars on the front page of the newspaper <laughs> oh man i love spencer and melissa scenes they're always so great but this Spencer's is trying to be nosy about the phone and melissa just ducks away well i like the reversal here where this time spencer's downstairs like listening in on melissa running upstairs um this is also during that period of season two where tom was always around um god fucking tom there which before I think we've met her, I don't think we've seen her yet, but uh, they refer to Betty Buckley's grandma Marin as a piece of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't believe we've seen her yet, but she'll be coming in later this season. Uh, we I think we missed that episode, but yeah, 211 I think is when she comes in. Uh, when Hannah throws up on the, the mm-hmm. dress. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Ian is once again prime suspect. They think that Melissa's like sneaking around at night fucking tom Marin, god this guy's such a son of a bitch mm-hmm. i love the detail about the hazelnut creamer like that's how hannah knows that ashley's up to something yeah it's uh any disruption in their morning routine they sense immediately mm-hmm. i think when you think about like the standing sets for each, each of the liars homes and like uh I know it was like we didn't get much of Hannah's room until like the show had been on for a while. Because I remember there was like the behind the scenes thing where Ashley Benson was interviewed on something and she was like, hey, petition the writers to give Hannah a bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like this ecosystem, you know, secondary only being like Spencer's with the whole like coming downstairs into a new horrible reality each time. But yeah, like Hannah, it's like if she just closes her eyes and like listens to the kitchen, she'll know what the harmony in her universe is like. <laughs> Hazelnut creamer? Uh-oh. <laughs> Creeping a towel, making breakfast. Uh-oh. <laughs> They're all in the bathroom. You get this extra, like, making this, like, ugh, because I guess it, somebody really dropped a bomb in there. Oh, the three of them popping out of the stalls <laughs> to meet up? Fantastic. This is when they're not supposed to be seeing each other because of therapy and suggestions. Yeah. 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 So they're all just um, meeting in the smelly bathroom. Yeah, hiding. Um, we find out that Pam told Emily that she'll like the rodeos in Texas. Nick. <laughs> I don't think she will. Um, I, I'd like to know number one how much this expensive like hand cream that Hannah has is like what's the actual value there and if it's over a hundred dollars I'd like to try some I just I, I want to know like what what is this expensive hand cream like what does it do is it made out of like supermodel fetuses or something like what's going on yeah it's a question mm-hmm. um, so Toby's there he's getting his GED uh, <laughs> gonna go work for Jason. Spencer's uncomfortable with that. I love that. Like in Spencer's mind, Jason is totally sketchy and prime suspect number one. Mm-hmm. Also, Ian, prime <laughs> suspect number one. There's no suspect number two. It's, they're yeah. all suspect number one. Is it me or does Keegan Allen look much skinnier here? Not that he was like overweight before, but he looks like like very thin here. He's yeah, he's lost like uh, a solidness that he had when they were like doing hotel scrabble sleepovers. It looks like he's ready to like go do some like Christian Bale and the machinist or something. That would be he's got, the, he's got some like hollow cheeks happening. Yeah, that would be real interesting. I mean, he definitely got much he, like bulked up, you know, like definitely like hit the gym at, at some point in later seasons. But yeah, he has a very different look here. The hair is shorter. He's got sideburns. Maybe maybe he had to like take a break and change his style because his heart doctor was like <laughs> too much Keegan. 
It really went method as uh, the squirrely boo Bradley of Rosewood. <laughs> Did a lot of like running away from teasing children, hiding out in alleyways. <laughs> Just real Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> um so yeah caleb is living with lucas i can i didn't forget about this but good god i'm i i feel like no matter what we said about this once upon a time we didn't make fun of this nightmare enough like uh, i can't stand lucas in these next two episodes can you just imagine like caleb comes in with like his like duffel bag or whatever his sole possessions and like lucas takes him aside and he's like caleb what's your jerk schedule <laughs> <laughs> that's an old inside joke anyway um uh Lucas <laughs> does not know how to take a compliment, does not know how to take a favor. Oh, I can't stand him. Yeah. He's wearing like an, a nerds love apple pie shirt, which is just dumb. <laughs> uh, it's not even clever. It's got like symbols for like heart and apple and the pie, the number. Yeah. So. Do you think like Lucas just wants to be Seth Cohen so bad? He doesn't have that Zeth Cohen confidence, I guess. Like Zeth Cohen <laughs> had a certain hyper awareness of his own like nerddom that like allowed him to feel kind of confident. Like he kind of knew who he was, I guess. Where he also had he also had strong interests of his own in which mm-hmm. he could feel like an expert and build confidence from. Lucas so is like, like halfway there, but just like uses it all as an excuse to be like poor me, basically. I mean, so like Seth could feel inferior in the presence of a of a goddess like Summer Roberts, but at the same time, it was like nobody knew sad bastard indie rock like he did or comic books. Um, whereas Lucas, he's I mean, uh, like let's put four locker pictures on a page. I'm some kind of misunderstood genius. No. So we've got Arya and Ezra. They're getting some coffee at Hollis because Arya's taking classes there to be around Ezra, to spy on Jackie Molina, just the whole deal. He's very unhappy with her student ID. <laughs> Ezra's just kind of patronizing her, basically. Yeah. Like I she mean... really just wants to like. She's like, oh, I wish I didn't have to. I could wish I could just skip high school. And Ezra's like laughing to himself, you know. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine you're like, oh, hey, there's my professor. Oh, shit, his girlfriend's super young. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jackie Molina notices this. Yes, she does. This episode has a lot of great like voyeuristic shots Mm -hmm. where it's like someone unknown is watching the liars. Someone we know is watching liars. The liars are watching someone else. Like there's just a lot of great uh, voyeuristic. It's just that that pure PLL. Everyone's watching someone vibe. Oh, Paloma Guzman too also has this fantastic just like icy stare mm-hmm. um, so a lot really just works with just her talking of somebody and then she stops and just kind of like looks past them and takes in this fresh bullshit yeah what are these weird things Arya has in her hair I don't know what the fuck those are they're, they're like probably like mini strings. braids or something oh, it's probably some kind of strings fashioned from the feathers plucked from live birds mm-hmm yeah, we're about to meet Anita. Yeah, Anita Anita begins. So Spencer comes by Jason's house, and there's this shadow in the window. I think we talked about this in our Q&A. Who the hell would that be? It's not Jason, obviously. He's outside. Right. It's not I mean, Jason. 
unless there's like this long planned like switcheroo where it's like that was Charlotte. She was working with Jason the whole time or something like that. I I don't know. She thinks it's Ian. I don't yeah. think it's Ian. The easiest explanation would be like it's like some drug addict he's helping out or something. <laughs> Who knows? Right. Well, it just—it's just funny because there's the maybe it was the wind. <laughs> it was the wind, which completely forgot that this reference started <laughs> here. Um, I, like, I like how but, Spencer doesn't want to tell Toby about her suspicions about Jason, like hiding Ian, because then he'll just try to be the hero, and, and that'll just—that would be horrible. That would ruin everything, because he would just screw it up. Well, just her conversation with Emily about it is fantastic. Because here's Spencer talking about essentially this like sentient shadow living upstairs in the dealer's house and emily has the gall to say to spencer sometimes when all you have is a hammer everything looks like a nail <laughs> which very true spencer you know has enough self-doubt and humility that she can take that criticism you mm. don't say that kind of shit to aria <laughs> what the fuck is that supposed to mean but uh yeah the hastings we find especially here are in new york being lawyers they're really walking a fine line with new Jason here where it's like he's got this kind of squirrely intimidation thing going, but he's also like this like surfer bro at the same time. Yeah. It comes out a little. I almost feel like they should have played that up a little more like the ditzy aspect. Yeah. Um, it's like he's still trying to be old Jason instead of fully embracing new Jason. Uh, I think he's more entertaining when he's a little bit airheaded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of which, we get the, the flashback to Spencer talking about the night that Allison came over running away from one of Jason's stoner parties, which apparently were just like a real sausage fest. Um, remember when Allison was awesome, like in these old episodes? Yeah, my god, Alice Ellie in these episodes, we watch um, some great flashbacks. It's like, what is going on? She does this whole thing where she goes and looks at herself in the mirror. And it's like psyching herself up like she's about to cry. And it's like, is she is she feeling real emotions and is she scared or is she doing this all as some sort of act? It's like we're not sure. Right, right. She has a good hard freak out in that mirror, mm-hmm. that reflection of the Hastings kitchen window. Um, Whose Letterman jacket is she wearing? I was just about to ask you that. <laughs> Ian? Uh, it wouldn't Maybe. Be Jason. wouldn't be Jason. He's, he's not in the team. No. Um, who else? I mean, this Noel, fucking Noel maybe? town won't give me a letter. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't Ocon have one by this point? I don't know. He's no con. True. True. That's a good question. Hmm. Um, but yeah, but yeah, God, uh, Sasha Petrus is so good in this too. And she just goes over and like has that weird moment looking at her reflection. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, your family has the worst apples. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then you know, eventually we're, we're in the yearbook room, which just seems so dull. Uh, Lucas is just really I fucking poor Danielle the appendix, um, but he's got this like rotten nerdy chip on his shoulder the whole time. He really is just like, oh poor me, I'm such a nerd. She doesn't know I exist. Pity me, like God, fucking grow up, Lucas. Yeah. It's it's like his whole his whole philosophy is like something ripped out of one of those like uh, Revenge of the Nerds movies from the eighties. Um, insufferable, completely insufferable. Yeah, uh, they really should have Allie eat more apples. It's just a great symbolism, you know. 
forbidden fruit and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we get another great like Spencer Melissa scene, which is intense considering the stuff that we know now. And Spencer's just like, I know stuff, which I wish I didn't. <laughs> and then she says, I hope that if it came down to it, you'd protect me over someone who's not me. And it's like, I had to write down to myself, reminder, Melissa buried a girl alive for her sister. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Melissa's so, just I mean, like, I'm worried about my husband right now. Like, stop trying to have a moment with me. Is that when she tells her this? Yeah, she, Spencer has this whole story about Melissa being her hero in grade the school. The bully she, she took down, yeah. And Melissa's like, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Like, I really think Spencer is at her best when she is feeling like there's no one in the world, other than like the liars, of course, but no one else in the world will believe her and kind of really pay attention to her and like hear what she's saying. Mm-hmm. She's like trying for this like sisterly moment, like a little bit of a truce here. And Melissa's head is completely somewhere else. You know, I, I always like when actors really, really talk about their character that they play and like get deep in it. And I always kind of really, I find myself gravitating more towards the actors who, Oh, I don't know what the answer is i'm always searching for it in the role it's as the actors who just don't care they just show up and do it and i like again I, we brought this up like a thousand times but i always love troyan's line about the worse spencer looks the better mm. i think i look or whatever which is a great mindset to bring to this character yeah it's part of what makes her so interesting so i mean basically the, the, the less thread she can be hanging from the better basically yeah so like basically i'm assuming like melissa told ian everything Here's all the stuff I did that night. Yeah. And is it like basically like Ian's like, Ian's like, okay, so you're trying to protect your sister, but my job is to protect you. So I'm going to kill Spencer. So you're no longer on the hook for her. And they're also like each other's alibis. Yeah. Yeah. He probably assumes that Spencer is just like insane and, and a murderer. And like, she has to be stopped. Yeah. Which the episodes we watched in this rewatch, are fantastic Mm -hmm. when you take into account what her family actually thinks of her based on what they know and she doesn't remember. I mean, Spencer in this episode steals her sister's wedding ring and hawks it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, real quick, there is a packing scene between Pam and Emily Mm -hmm. because they're supposed to be moving. At one Mm -hmm. point, Pam just tells Emily, oh, why don't you put that in in your storage or something? It's something where, like, she's seemingly telling Emily to, like, you can go put that in a storage unit instead yeah. of packing it but it's like do they have a storage unit is she like is is that all on emily i don't know maybe it's just because i just moved and like just moving sucks but i'm just thinking like is she gonna make her daughter go get her own storage unit just to hold on to some stuff but like what would be the point of that if their plan is they're not coming back, back in a year or oh yeah I I, guess. or eventually but she'd, she'd be going to college anyway yeah you make no sense Pam. <laughs> So by Rosewood logic, Pam's like, what do you got there? Like a small box. So why don't you go like rent a like 20 by 30 foot storage unit, place the box solely in the middle, take the sole key, put it in like a a snow globe and give it to a friend cryptically. Yeah. Also on the phone there, Emily calls Spencer Harriet the spy. We got Veronica Mars in the last one. Now we're doing Harriet spy. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, so I, somewhere in my notes, I or watching this, I assumed eventually that those were like some kind of featherish things um, in Arya's hair because I actually mm-hmm. wrote down in my notes here, what if she just turned into the black swan at the end of season two? 
That would have been was perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Or she just transmogrifies into an actual bird. Um, Ezra in the bathroom. Oh, first of all, God, why can't I just escape high school? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> probably because you're still in it. <laughs> like, the worst part about this is he's the cool young teacher who's a pedophile who makes dad jokes in bathrobes. Oh, Ezra. So if Byron and Ezra ever reignite their podcast, maybe it'll just be called, like, Dads and Bathrobes? Bathrobe Dads. <laughs> Whoa, hey, Byron, I can see the whole butcher shop. Byron's like, I know. Well, the great thing about that last Spencer and Melissa scene where they just could not connect is that now Spencer finds her ring while she's making toast. And it's like, oh, this is a moment where she needs to decide like where she stands with Melissa. And then from the other room, Melissa just yells, Spencer, don't touch that coconut water. It's mine. Yeah. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite throwaway lines on the show. Because that's like totally something a sister would say to another sister. And I asked the who puts a ring behind the toaster? Mm-hmm. Well, I presumably you- it just like got bumped under there. But mm. the, um, the just the idea that like the Hastings girls would steal each other's coconut water is so perfect to me. It's so specific. Yeah. You you gloss right over though when Ezra says, You and Jenna are both talented artists. Sorry, <laughs> it looks like she's sticked to the heart. Oh, <laughs> because uh, then she then puts her legs over his lap, like to feel comfort, like heels right on his dick. Mm-hmm. Also, who who who's playing chess with Ezra in that apartment? I think it's just there as an affectation. Although I gotta wonder, did he fucking like glue those things down? Because I've I've tried to do that, you know, back when I was in high school and thought that would be, you know, smart. But that you bump that thing and they just go falling over and you know wiggling everywhere. So I wonder, can you actually play chess or are those hmm. glue, glued to the board? Well, Does Ezra even know how to play chess? That's a good question. I like that he's like, have you ever considered closure? It'd be a great ending to my book. <laughs> I like, I wonder, I guess my personal theory is that he's not really working on the book at this point, but for the purpose of all my stuff podcast that happens notes, later. Is, there's some stuff that happens later where you can tell he's at least still interested in the mystery. Maybe he's not taking notes every spare second he gets, but he's definitely following along. Well, I just say for the purpose of like my rewatch, I've like I'm like apparently coming hard from the angle like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's still he's still in his mind working on this goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as I hear so Ari and Hannah are talking and Ari is basically like, Hannah, you shouldn't try to interfere with your parents love life. Trust me, I've tried because they're imaginary. <laughs> well, Hannah and her dad here. Oh, God, he really sets a horrible precedent with hannah because he only shows up when like she did something bad like he's only here now because they got you know they told the cops that ian was there and ian wasn't there and now they're like town pariahs again Mm -hmm. shouldn't this guy have like just a standing like hey once a month i'll come over and we can spend the day together or something like that just so he doesn't seem like jolly roger like a complete schmuck like it's like the only time he's gonna like darken her door is if she did something bad which yeah, if that's the case, hey Tom, don't don't invite her to your big wedding. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> um, like that's that's like you know, bring your daughter to your fresh chaos day. Um, Hannah has this hilarious reaction when she finds out that Emily wrote that letter to Dan, uh, from Danby, and she's like, "Oh, you're gonna get me into Harvard." <laughs> <laughs> I love that logic. And uh, it's just like you're magical, Emily. 
you just write the letter and then it's true yeah yeah this is uh, probably one of the edgiest things early going at least that emily's ever done i feel like she's usually the good girl but this is pretty sly yeah i, yeah. I feel like emily needs more of this sort of thing more deviousness and then like being amazed by her own juvenile deviousness mm -hmm. as opposed to like just straight up cold-blooded emily later you know or she's just like hey sydney i'm gonna tie your hands to one car your legs are another car, and I want to have them drive in opposite directions at the highest speed possible. How will I be driving both cars at the same time? Don't ask. Have you seen my love life? I have an army! <laughs> um, do you think Jason offered Toby a huge cash advantage to work shirtless? What is this huge cash advance that's not, like, what, like 100 bucks? I mean... Well, is Toby's job just to like clear brush in the neighborhood? <laughs> it seems like it, at least right now. He, he talks about being a carpenter, but he's also doing a lot of brush clearing. I feel like at least Jason is is kind and straightforward enough to be like, "Hey, Toby, don't show me your fucking sketches. I don't want to see your blueprints. I don't give a shit." Well, Jason, take his shirt off. <laughs> Dance, motherfucker. Jason over there, he's got some cement. He's got some lumber. He's doing something. He's doing like the work that requires a little precision. Mm -hmm. He's like, uh, hey, hey, uh, local boy, why don't you go clear some brush? Pay $5 an yeah. hour. <laughs> He's like, what am I working on, Toby? Let's just put it this way. I'm working on a basement panic room that will hold four moms for five years. <laughs> Think you can make that happen? I like how Spencer's always lurking around and she's just like, why did you think it was Melissa? <laughs> Yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, it's always the the responses take a little bit too long. You're never sure if he's telling the truth. He's just like, "Oh, uh, you've been getting some of my mail," you know. <laughs> She's just bringing it over, or it's like you just don't know if you can believe that or not. He just always like he has this asshole like vaguely dissatisfied at whoever he's talking to. Well, it's when he comes out and throws the trash on the ground and it breaks open. There's like these like weird bloody uh, bandages inside that he adopts like his real surfer bro thing. Like, well, who throws trash like that? Hey, it's, like, it, it's very Keanu. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, huh. Oh, I would. I, I would love to see Drew Van Acker just do a full on point break Keanu. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he goes to Tower Record. He buys some CDs. Yeah, but I would like to see him just be full on airhead. Like, hi, Spencer. No, I really mean that. Hi. <laughs> then we got Arya. Oh and my Pottery god, Bust. I'm, I'm gonna be so obsessed with like airhead Keanu Jason now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it's a it's something new we can work in for seven. This now. fucking town, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That dog was a gift from my dead mother. <laughs> They stole Jason De Laurentiis' car and they killed his dog. Oh, uh, Jason Wick. <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> hey, Theon, back off. <laughs> All right, sorry. Anita here. Not having too much luck with the pottery wheel. Mm. Uh, is this a metaphor? I don't know. Mmm. 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 She's, I don't believe she, that Ezra would have, in a real relationship would have stuck around this long if there wasn't, you know, 
at least some hand stuff, some butt stuff. Not to suggest that Arya should be doing that, but like in a, a real person who's like been engaged and been in long term relationships, yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, Ezra. Yeah. I mean, he's like Arya. Of course, come over. We can listen to some audiobooks. We can try to play with these chess pieces that I've glued down mm-hmm. poorly. I'm gonna go take a shower real quick. I'll be in there for 35 minutes. <laughs> if you hear I'll be me in there for five, I think that's minutes. my back massager. Yeah. Arya sees Jenna and knocks some stuff over. That's her blind ass is just running into things. And she just like stares and the teacher's just like, uh, hey, what's your name? Uh, Anita? Hey, can you go help Jenna out? And Arya just like stares some more. Like, no, I will not help the disabled. Also, Arya's like, I paid for this fucking class. Learn my name. I kept thinking, or Shadow. Shadow didn't last too long. No, I feel like uh, Jenna accidentally ate Shadow. Yeah, um, Bryce here has to help Jenna instead because Arya's just too busy staring at the blind woman. You know what? I don't hate on Bryce. Mm-hmm. Good guy, Bryce here. Way to go, Bryce. Um, yeah. Also, Hannah massively, massively oversells Lucas to Danielle the appendix. I mean, it makes Hannah sound insane. She sounds pretty insane. <laughs> like, and and Lucas just... completely ungrateful. Well, she's she's like, oh, Danielle, look at look at my friend Lucas over here. He's got that quiet nerd thing going on with a total wild side underneath. Also, he's an acolyte of the Marquise de Sade. And she's like, who's Lucas? <laughs> that guy? Yeah, he's wearing a weird, it's... trendy cat cardigan and a stupid T-shirt. But underneath, he's got these leather straps that bind his movement. His face are very singular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Danielle here is like, who is this crazy chick? <laughs> Like, are you t- about to try to sell me Amway or something? Like, what is going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. This uh, pawn shop guy, he looks like grandfatherly Alan Tudyk, kind of, doesn't he? Yeah, there's a little bit of that. There's another actor. Like, maybe cross with John Goodman. There's another actor that I'm totally forgetting. Talk amongst yourselves for a minute. Okay. Well, Spencer's going to get too large for this wedding ring. And he's just like, it is yours, right? And she's like, yeah. Obviously, she's not going to have that ring for long. Get some more voyeur shots as she's walking away. We don't know who this is. Presumably, this must be A. Mm-hmm. This is in the back alley pawn shop of Rosewood. Mm-hmm. Dirty, dirty. Lucas is so mad that Hannah like essentially got him a date. He's just like, what did you do? She wants to go for coffee now. And she's like, you're fucking welcome, asshole. And it's like he's freaking out. Like all the hard work has been done for you. Just show up and go to coffee with this chick. No, you have to whine and complain about how it's all going to go wrong because the world is against you because, you know, your life is so hard as like yeah. a nerdy middle class white guy. It's, it doesn't matter. There's an actor named William Lucking. He's a character actor who's been in fucking everything. And I remembered him from an X-Files episode and I had to go look up his name. That's that's the burden of character actors. But um, it doesn't matter now. Yeah, that's who he reminded me of initially. But I like the Alan Tudyk thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spencer, sorry. This is a girl who's totally pawning her sister's wedding ring for her teenage carpenter boyfriend of a GED. That's why I love Spencer. Well, she's so afraid of Toby even being near the De Laurentiis property for some reason. Maybe yeah. a little bit irrationally. I don't know. I mean, she thinks Ian's in there, I guess. But like, what is like, Ian gonna like jump out and murder Toby or something like what does she think is gonna happen was he gonna like, bleed on Toby yeah that could be dangerous Toby is shirtless she's like don't go inside at all yeah 
Toby, put a shirt on before you do. Oh, I, I can't. I think we might have skipped over the dialogue where Jason's just like, hey, if it means anything, I never thought you killed my, my sister. <laughs> Toby, like, hey. refuses a drink. He doesn't want to take a break. Hey, Toby, if it means anything, brah, I never thought you actually killed my sister, man. Also, do you, like, grease up your whole, whole like, washboard ab thing? It's looking pretty good, bro. Mind if I touch it? What? Bro, what? Why are you backing away, bro? I think you're getting a little um, Australian there. Yeah, it got weird. <laughs> and it turned, it turned a little, like, dangerously Jordan. Um, I, I, I appreciated, finally, uh, one season and some change in the show, Pam recognizing Emily's, like, struggle and being herself in the face of, like, shit like Pam. Um, this is like, I mean, it already started, I think, with the uh, uh, what's her face Paige's dad, like him being yeah. a jackass. But like Pam is like starting to shift and like become a better person now. Yeah. Which is funny because it's right before Emily's really about to drop the hammer and scamming her mom with the fake college later. So then Pam walks out and Emily's like, fuck. Well, she throws her away. But no, A's not got your number. Emily, she'll be back with that. Because uh, A's amazing. Briefly, that last bit with. Uh, Lucas there and Hannah says he's like oh this is uh just like you you know doing the using me for cover with Sean before or something like that you know the the dance the dance on and she says I don't want to be judged for the rest of my life by my biggest mistake which I feel is like there's like this parallel here between what Spencer and Emily are up to or they're both like deceiving their family and what Mm -hmm. Hannah and Aria are up to Hannah doesn't want to be judged for the biggest mistake of her life Aria right now is like basically trying to atone for her biggest mistake of her life, which is sort of the Jenna thing, you know, sort of. Um, it's like it's like she's like a moth trying to get to that weird flame that is Jenna. Um, well, I there's think also she, a moment she she wouldn't admit it if you asked her. But I feel like in that scene where she's talking to Jenna, she's trying to find some sort of common ground with her that, you know, the one at the end with the, the candle and whatnot. You know, I wish I wish we had hard numbers on how many times we reference lost or compare it to the PLL to lost coupled with how many times people ask us to do a lost podcast. <laughs> there's a vein of the show where I don't know which is which, but there's Jenna and there's Allison and one of them is Jack and one of them is Locke. <laughs> and, it, and it's like Aria sided with Allison, is Allison definitely Jack. but maybe, maybe Aria should have sided with uh, Jenna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you well, know, can you imagine is, if just Aria wrote a letter? It's just like, like, Jenna, I wish you believed me. Or Allison, is, I wish you believed me. Well, this is the longest running conflict, I think, on the show, really, is the the guilt and the uh, the anger that both parties have against each other. It's mm-hmm. still not resolved. I mean, the last episode is Jenna trying to get her revenge again, you know, yeah. in, in 710. So, it, like, I, I remember I saw something on Reddit where they were like, why haven't they like worked this out yet or something? It's like, well, then the show would be over. You know, it's like kind of like the whole point is that they they don't know how to process this guilt. Well, and, and happy ending is solely based on when the story ends. So, I mean, if the show had ended after Hannah pulled Jenna out of a burning house, that might have been the end of it. But you know, life is on, goes on. Um, at one point, there's there's a moment of Jason, <clears throat> a grown man on a porch, watching his sister make out with the help. That's a very nice thing that uh, Jenna thing makes there too, especially because she can't see. She can see the shadows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has a nice little monologue about swimming and wishing she could see, and real tender moment. And Arya tries to 
empathize and eventually Jenna's just like Arya is that you blow out the candle yeah blow it out oh she's terrifying um which is funny because I, I I it reminded me there's an old Helen Keller quote like keep your face to the sunshine so you cannot see the shadow Yeah, I love the A note in the trash can. And it's real. It's so real. Like A's not doesn't need to pretend why she helped Emily here. Yeah. <laughs> You're my doll, bitch. Yeah, you can't play cat and mouse with the mouse loose to Texas. <laughs> yeah. Congrats, A. <laughs> they sure do a lot of like meeting in the middle of the night, considering that they're grounded from each other. Yeah, yeah. Great shot of Spencer spying on Melissa out the window. I love that shot. Well, you know, it's it's funny. I feel like anytime you and I went on our road trip to wine country mm-hmm. over the weekend, mm-hmm. and we were looking at that pond, and we made a comment to each other that uh, uh, anytime there's like a pond, like a residential pond on a, on a mansion or whatever, in like Act One, it's like Chekhov's gun. There'll be a dead body in it by Act Three. Uh, I was thinking, anytime you see the teenager like putting like a pillow under a sheet or whatever, like before they sneak out, like like carrying the fake stuff, dead body yeah. or whatever the bed um they're gonna get caught by their parent never show that it's never an issue like all those times buffy snuck out to like be out at all hours of the night like like staking people in the heart like yeah the liars can just go out and have like just assume that they're they're good at their job basically because their parents are all so incredibly self-centered too well here's what i don't know how how did they get this shot where spencer is looking out of her second story window at melissa because it's on location like mm-hmm. that Spencer set is somewhere else. And now I'm curious as to how they did that. They must have like just like a temporary little thing there for window shots. And maybe. Um, yeah. So Melissa meets a friend in the dead of night. Um, Hannah has the great line of, wow, only Melissa would ask the guy she dumped for help with the creep she married. <laughs> There's a great bit where Spencer's just like, uh, it's probably painkillers. And Hannah's just like, your sister's on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's if Melissa was on drugs, it would not be painkillers. It'd be some sort of amphetamine. Hmm. I mean, she is up in the middle of the night looking for a wedding ring with a flashlight, seemingly completely awake. Basically the same stuff that later on Spencer would be into. Yeah. Well, nice little, almost just a cameo by Ren. He just shows up at the end of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give her a weird package and drive off, you know. Good um, old Ren. He all shows up when you least expect him. Yeah, but in this episode, there's still like living shadows trapped in Jason's window shades. And then the A tag of A buying Melissa's ring from the pawn shop. Like, I knew that wasn't hers. This guy doesn't care. He got paid. Anyway, we should probably move a little faster. This is going to be a long podcast. So, oh, so my name is Trouble. I mean, I guess Arya's name is Trouble, right? Because she was the one who gave a fake name. Sounds good to me. Arya's name is Trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah, so episode four. Blind Dates, written by Charlie Craig, directed by Dean White. There is a moment in this beginning of this episode. I didn't realize it whenever we first talked about it because I didn't know anything about Charlie Craig. Um, but once this happened in this, I was like, oh, I bet this is a Charlie Craig episode. And I found it was. Uh, but real quick, the previously on package ends with a moment where Toby's saying, Spencer, are you crazy? And her smiling wildly. <laughs> but uh we're in the alley as Spencer's like getting fucked over by the pawn guy. Um, there's like the, he gives her like the horseshoe. Like that's the thing that the well, ticket. She, she does this move where he's just like, he kind of like looks at her and she's like, Oh, right. And she gets out the stack of cash and he's just like, Oh, hold on a sec. 
And she she just leaves a stack of cash on the counter and like turns around and looks outside. I would have picked that stack of cash back up personally. Or kept your hand on it. Yeah. Yeah. Keep an eye on that. The horseshoe becomes important at the end of the episode. Yeah. There's these like homeless guys out there. The eyes of TJ Eckelberg are nearby. Arya is got a little bit of like a Rizzo and Grease thing going on, only with like a like a green like starter jacket instead of a pink lady jacket. I mean, her her fashion gets really weird in this half season. I'm just picturing we flash five years forward and like Arya's played by Stalker Channing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a there's the the thing with T.J. Eckelberg there, the Doctor Lars Thorwald, which is the Perry Mason character in Rear Window, which I think is a big deal to Charlie Craig. Um, yeah, so we get a nice shot going on from that. We're, like we're looking in on Arya from outside her bedroom window. I don't feel like we see like that a lot. That's pretty cool. Um, occasionally we get it but yeah it's rare rare that we get the outside shot there because that's a set <laughs> remember when you thought that the uh the whole ratio of Arya's bedroom <laughs> looks like smaller I'm, i know they said it wasn't but i still like to believe that it was that it's <laughs> that it's built at 80 percent scale to not look uh, huge with lucy hale yeah i love that love that idea what would you do when Troy, like when spencer comes over to visit Arya? <laughs> She's like bumping her head on like the ceiling. <laughs> um, yeah, so Hannah hasn't had a solo session with Dr. Sullivan yet. Um, I love that Ace sent Emily college swag as part of this scheme. I know. That's great. So uh, happy to have you on our A team. On our A team. Yeah, it's, oh man, Mona's A is just the right amount of cheek. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just random notes that I made. Hannah Lucas talking about Danielle and then talking about mall food. And Hannah's like, did the rat fall in the fry oil again? Because last time. Ugh. Yeah. The fact that you could tell that from like the taste, it's just gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Aria has this great moment where like her mom wants to talk about something else, but Aria assumes that she's asking for like a critique slash appraisal of her teaching skills. When she like just launches into her critique, like, well, this was good. You could work on this. And, could I Ella that? is just like my fucking daughter. <laughs> Take those forks out of your ears. <laughs> um, Caleb's been trying to give Lucas dating advice. Also, bunk beds. I don't even know what Caleb would tell Lucas. Lucas is the seems like the kind of guy who like there's literally nothing you could tell him that he wouldn't find a way to like make it about his own victimization. You know, mm-hmm. oh, that won't work for me. God. <laughs> society treats me this way she doesn't even know i exist yes we're going out for a coffee date but i'm gonna cancel it because it's gonna be horrible this is all your fault hannah because you wouldn't sleep with me caleb's like lucas trust me it's all in the legs and lucas is like not for me it's not <laughs> ah, i hate you lucas <laughs> uh uh the only the only good thing about this whole Lucas plotline is that we get the always entertaining uh, broken up couple who obviously are meant to be together, like having to pretend to be dating again. Mm-hmm. And the uh, you know one of them's a little more injured than the other, but they're both kind of into it. But they can't say anything about it yet. Yeah, always a good staple. There is so much variety of social interaction happening in the Marin kitchen. I mean, there's the, the mom and daughter stuff. There's the liars catching up on stuff. There's whatever happens when Mona enters the scene. <laughs> there's been high school parties where like money is stolen from like lasagna box banks. There's been, this is the second double date that's happened <laughs> in this kitchen alone. Well, I love how Caleb is just like, yeah, he, uh, 
he thinks we should uh you know go on a double date and he can tell like he wants this but he's got to play it cool which he does mm. good job mm. caleb mm. well because hannah wants it too much wants caleb to work or wants lucas to work with another human being so much mm-hmm. which is funny because we don't talk well, about that, that. like that's she doesn't want to be she doesn't want to be judged too harshly for that thing like the dance-a-thon but at the same time she is kind of judging herself and that's why she wants lucas to well, he he pulls out some bullshit like uh, you would know my batting average is really low, like whatever his dialogue is there. Like you ought to know what my batting average is like. Oh, because because she didn't want to date, you know, women will. And, and you should just give up. God, I hate you. I mean, obviously, yeah, if we wrote the show, she would then plunge her fist into his chest and pull his beating heart out. Well, like he uh, throws that in her face. Like once again, I'm just going to like make you feel shitty about not wanting to date me. I love this bit at the uh, was it like St. Anthony's Hospital of Philadelphia. Oh, the hospital with the, with the nurse. Yeah, we get the B roll there, but not yeah, be here. Could you like not be here right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Spencer. I like to think that Ren was obviously just putting the moves on that nurse. Or the oh yeah, they're they're definitely hooking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and of course, you know when when she asked like what he gave Melissa, he's like Spencer, it's complicated. And she's like, no, no, Caleb and Hannah own that line. I know they're broken up right now, but they're obviously going to get back together soon. Except for five years from now. Um, yeah, so then Hannah, Dr. Sullivan, Dr. Sullivan is counseling Hannah about loss about a season before Ren talked to her about ambiguous loss. Also, it's coming in this episode, The Empty Chair. Yeah, yeah, Hannah, the only one to self-actualize. Hannah has a really nice season two plotline, I think. You've mm-hmm. got the the fun Caleb romance and, and all this stuff going on. Yeah. Unfortunately, her dad is around being a schmuck, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Arya enters a real world situation, which is people playing basketball in the park. And she's like, the fuck are you humans doing? <laughs> a ball into a hoop? I don't understand this. Write me a novel about it. Jason's uh, in a pickup game, which I feel like he would dominate because I'm pretty sure Drew Van Acker is like, six inches taller than everyone else on this set here he's like hey bro know what you're thinking why is this obviously 25 year old guy playing basketball with kids who are 10 years younger than him I'm, uh, i don't know bro i don't trying know to help out future stoners or something yeah i honestly don't know how i got here bro <laughs> um but he really fetishized that pink hair of past arias he's a big fan of the hair like, watching these episodes made me start to think maybe what if there is a long con of Jason and, and he's A or on the A team? You know, the whole pink strings thing came back in the dollhouse. Just, Maybe he did know, have Charlotte in his room. You know what you are, Ari? It's totally unexpected, just like that pink hair. What's up? <laughs> calls her unexpected. I love that. <laughs> She's so unexpected. The mysterious lyrical girl of unexpected pink hair. Yeah, uh, so there's Emily and Samara. And I forgot, is Emily dating Samara at this point? I think so. It's it's She's hard pre- to say because pressure. Samara immediately like makes a move as soon as she senses that like Paige is like like you know showing weakness in mm-hmm. the the last episode we watched uh, Monsters in the End. I think there it's like I'm not sure whether or not there is any like official transition from friends to dating. It was like suddenly Samara was just they were going out. I don't know. Maybe I should watch those episodes again. Samara is still uh, my favorite Emily girlfriend. Yeah, agreed. She's awesome. Um 
I would put Sabrina up there, but Sabrina has like a real like take no bullshit attitude that just conflicts basically with uh, what Emily has to get up to from time to time. Where Sabrina is like willing to like help lie to Pam Fields or not, not Sabrina, Samara, Samara is. Sabrina, yeah. I don't think would. Well, it's not just, yeah, not just help lie, like going to get you through this. I'll be right by there beside you. Yeah, yeah. that's like, there's just empathy and sympathy. Yeah. And I don't know. It's not Sabrina's fault, but. I just hate that Sabrina was in a situation where, like, fucking Ezra could clown on her. Um, yeah, so uh, Spencer goes through Melissa's bag in the barn while she's in the shower. And I thought to myself, remember in the future when we thought Melissa's suitcase handle was a murder weapon for, like, five minutes? It might still be. There's a, a long theory out there that posits that she's the one behind all this and that it was, like, a a trick of the writers to like suggest that she was obviously the one who did it. And here's the murder weapon and just like ignore it later. Um, mm. By the way, we see the inside of the barn here, or at least like the doorway. Yeah. We won't see the rest also, of it for five more seasons, but also Ian's passport photo. Same as his yearbook photo. It's a blue steel, which is, <laughs> can you imagine he just like walks into an office and he's like, actually, I've got a pretty great yearbook photo. Use that. <laughs> Uh, 1985 march the 3rd is his birthday wow how old would that make him here younger than us yeah, yeah. i can't my brain can't do the math right now i think that puts him around 25 um yeah i like the shot where melissa just got out of the shower and like ran out in the bathrobe looking around for spencer she's hiding around the corner <laughs> Oh, these crazy sisters. Well, poor Melissa, like jumping at everything. Like she comes running out of that that barn when she well, suspects that somebody's like she's in there. Planning to like go to Canada with this dude or something. Yeah, yeah. She's like um, packing bags and like putting them in her car in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Um Shrimpy Mikey is less scary than like buff Laxbro Mikey. Yeah, he hasn't like totally roided up yet. He's not like super bulked. He's just, he's much more of like a punk teenager here. Yeah. Um, I had a hard time with Danielle, the index being jealous of Hannah being into Lucas. I just. Is she just, jealous or is she more I, just like weirded out? Like what uh, is maybe. up with this chick? <laughs> Lucas is a terrible date, by the way. Yeah. Oh, no. The chick expresses that she's, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what? I'm having a great time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and at yeah. one point she says, he's like, oh, there's no way that, that she's jealous. And she's like, I would be, she's basically kind of like suggesting that she kind of feels like maybe like Hannah's more attractive or desirable or whatever. Like mm -hmm. Lucas, this is your move to be like, Hey, I came here with you and I'm happy to be here. You know, something like say something to that. He says nothing instead. Yeah. Oh, you suck, Lucas. Um yeah, By the so way, least... Danielle never heard from again. No. Because Lucas killed her. Mm -hmm. Where do you want, not... did they ever find her body, I wonder? He probably drove her her remains like Brookhaven. Mm -hmm. uh, much her more down. Scott Peterson yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah um buried her in leakin park um yeah so emily's showing samara the baby emily scrapbook um even pam likes samara well because samara's good at bonding with uh pam over scrapbooks i mean samara's just amazing why 
part of it is maybe like similar interests, but I think Samara knows how to how to work with parents, I guess. Like yeah. she she's she knows how to like maneuver the adults to get what she wants. I mean, she goes to prep school, right? So she maybe she's got some experience in that. She's she's good at building coalitions. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Maya and even Paige Maya's very in your face, yeah. Yeah, exact opposite. Um because I just love Pam. It's just like, fuck yeah, it was glue sticks and rice paper girlfriend. <laughs> Let's talk about scrap again. You get the feeling that this could be some completely different type of activity. And Samara would have some sort of a way to like identify with that and like make it part of her package, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's a great moment in the in the Marin kitchen when Caleb's like whining or Lucas is whining about mm-hmm. something. And Caleb has this look on his face like, you are truly the inferior man. <laughs> you disgust <laughs> me, sir. You've learned none of my lessons. The only solace I take is that you will never, ever date my girlfriend. <laughs> you know nothing of what's best in life, which is obviously to see your enemies driven before you. Um, your laminations of the women. Um, also, how many times in her life has Melissa packed a bag and a passport and bounced in the middle of the night? <laughs> packed in the middle of the night. Yeah. Like, I feel like this. Well, I think is... she's just packing right now. I'm not sure. Right. Maybe Spencer goes and yeah, because this is the, the next day when Spencer goes to talk to Ren. So in the middle of the night, she's just getting ready to go. She's like, I better load up my trunk because who knows when I'll get the call. What's my point is I feel like Melissa's like, I've learned my lesson in the past by not having a go bag ready. But I feel like there's probably been countless times during college where Melissa ditched a hostel in the middle of the night and a body was found the next morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's related. <laughs> I'm just saying she's killed more people than Jessica Fletcher. Um, I like yeah, how I, we, we don't know that Spencer's there for this Ren call till like halfway through the scene. It's oh, just yeah. like Ren being shady and then like Spencer steps out from the shadows or something. Yeah. He's like, I don't know why I do this for you crazy Hastings girls, but whatever. Yeah. Spencer overpowering Ren for these kind of power plays is my favorite Renser interaction as opposed to him like mouthing off on a phone and like in a coloring book. Um, a coloring book? Oh, that. Well, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, after the whole Danielle index date, I feel dirty for Hannah on her behalf as Lucas of all people gives her like an attaboy. Yeah. Yeah. Then the next day he has to come over and be like, Hannah, you really all are a good person. I like this bit though, where Hannah comes in, she's takes an apple and bites it. Nice parallel there to Allie mm-hmm. from the last episode. And then she looks at Lucas and she has this really great reaction. It's hard to describe. She's kind of like nods her head lower at him and like kind of gives him this, gives him this like very like sassy, like supermodel like i don't know i love i love her smirk there she's basically like lucas my good bitch mm-hmm. at least you didn't shit yourself on the day <laughs> and he's like i'm gonna build you a fashion house someday i think ashley vincent's a really good like object actor like put something in her hand that she can kind of you know convey some sort of emotion just in the way she holds it you know one of my favorite sparkling glowing ashley benson moments is her hands on the hood of the car in season three with jenna <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's so fucking satisfied in that yeah um 
So then we get Hannah and Dr. Sullivan. Uh, you had to impress Allison to get her to like you. Um, I'd much rather read Dr. Sullivan's book about these adorable psychopaths than Ezra's. <laughs> what did he call it again? Uh, Ostinato, that's right, yeah. Yeah, Ostinato. Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, Hannah's going to self-actualize here. The dialogue she uses where she's she's having this conversation with Allie because this is in Hannah's head of course it's basically like an abuser like Allie's just like only I can make you happy I'm all you have everyone else will abandon you like it's really twisted mm-hmm. uh, well, you this... just see how how through the ringer Hannah's been put by a relationship with Allie and it kind of seems like she's seemingly everyone else has been going to see Dr. Sullivan too but I don't think any of them kind of like had the sort of breakthrough that Hannah had, which is why she becomes such a different character than she's been in the past. Well, what's interesting is that I think episode 12 kind of implies that perhaps they did. We just weren't, you know, witness to it. Um, Well, they said they liked her, but Hannah really does change as a character much more, I would say, than the others. Well, when they're on the we'll get there obviously when they're on the porch in episode 12 looking for her and Spencer points out that like, she really helped us. Mm-hmm. That's why this is such a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder like if they all had their moments, you know, I think we, we would have seen him. But uh, the scene of Sullivan in the empty chair and Allison was why Dr. Sullivan was my second choice for a mm-hmm. just because I still don't trust her. Yeah, exactly. I still want her to come back. So she, she was in that kind of like deleted scene between the five years forward and mm-hmm. everything. But like, I was like, this was where I I was like, kind of like, well, maybe it's not Mona because she's really like not a part of the show as much. I was like, Sullivan could totally be here. But yeah, Hannah gets a little bit of closure. She kind of dead shames the the memory of Allison. It's great. Um, then can, someone can you dead shame off. someone. <laughs> it's like you're dead, you loser. <laughs> Why don't you hop out of that grave and like tell me off? Oh, you can't. <laughs> In your fucking face. <laughs> uh yeah um who do you think so- smashed up uh sullivan's place here was this just mona i think so i mean nosy bitches die yeah i guess why why is this mona just causing chaos was she particularly upset about the idea of hannah self-actualizing you would think she'd be happier to see hannah kind of like divorce herself from Allie there Yes and no, but I think it's it's it ties into why whether they happened off screen or didn't happen at all, why it's important to see just Hannah's self actualization because that would really affect Mona. Never mind the fact that it's important for Hannah, but that would also well, guess affect Mona. If if Hannah has learned how to reject one abusive relationship, maybe she'll start to pick up on what how Mona acts. So that upsets Possibly, her yeah. in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or maybe she's just so, mad that uh, she never came up in the conversation at all. She's supposed to be Anna's best friend. <laughs> so we're at the bar at the end. Uh, there's a very, very dead-looking Ian, looking like he shot himself. Um, and I guess he did. I, I guess the way this works out is that Ian got away from the church bell tower, but realized that like he, he had no chance, basically. like His life was ruined, so he just shot himself. And Mona slash A showed up, stole his phone, and like basically pretended to be him for a little while to lead Melissa along and arrange this whole situation and like took the horseshoe and all that. I don't remember. Do we ever get a thing where it was like, 
Yeah, they found Ian, I'm sure, but like he killed himself a week ago. How are you getting texts from him? They never said that. I don't believe. No, um, I I believe uh, Marlene online, like on Twitter, said like he, he did in fact kill himself. So mm. it's not like A did it or anything like that. But it's definitely Mona's A handwriting and his note talking about how he killed Allison. Sure. I mean, I consider everything happening here to be Mona, unless yeah. specifically stated otherwise. All right, so episode seven. Episode seven. Oh, what was the A tag there? Oh, A is just watching them. That's right. Yeah. Putting the the phone in someone's bag. Spencer's bag. Just make Melissa think that Spencer was gaslighting her the whole time by pretending to be Ian when Ian was dead. Yeah. I think her sister's a real fucking psychopath. (laughs) Yeah. Episode seven, surface tension. This was right after the... Fashion yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a Doherty Buckley joint. Um, They're back to hanging out. Nice uh, kind of reverse tracking shot, moving back into the kitchen and the Marin kitchen as all the liars are there, like between the camera. It's a pretty, pretty cool shot. Well, I laugh because we learned there's a guest bedroom that Emily doesn't get to sleep in at this point because the burst pipes have to be fixed. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, no, we're not building another set. Well, meanwhile, in season five, Allison has to like sleep in Hannah's closet or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I love Arya is like talking about A, and she's like, "This isn't just about making us look like bitches anymore, is it?" Because <laughs> Arya hasn't quite realized the stakes just yet. <laughs> Arya's mostly just concerned with whether or not she looks like a bitch. Because she's the well, nice she's, one. She's supposed to be the the nice, you know, kind one, the compassionate one. Yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, the whole Ian thing is that's that's serious. But you know, he wasn't my sister's dead fiance or dead husband. I love the like welcome wagon basket that A sends them because Emily's moved in. Gonna really gonna save Mona a lot of time every morning, like checking her drops, picking up her her bugs and whatnot. Yeah, her, her surveillance packages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we get a little bit of Ella living vicariously through Ari's like bizarre fashion sense. Twenty-five percent less workload, you know. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, Ari in this episode's for at least half of it's going to be wearing this like short dress with it's black with red cherries all over it. It's a very Aria dress. So Aria, it's mm-hmm. wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, for. Uh, good chunk of this episode mikey exists solely through the performance art of slammed doors in the hall in the hallway um oh yeah in the last episode i liked he pulled a power move on aria where he kind of like made her lie he's like yeah. aria was there weren't you aria like when byron is there i love that yeah she's like ooh, cold-blooded um they'll invite ezra to their her fancy dinner party and he can bring a date i love um, how squirrely she gets whenever her parents bring up ezra these scenes are so much fun this dinner party just sounds monstrously terrible. I mean, this is so. Who's <laughs> oh, afraid of Virginia Wolf? We will get to that. Yeah. But yeah. The the reaction Ella has when Byron's like, he can bring a date, and Ella's just like, that should be interesting. What does she mean there exactly? Is she? Yeah. Oh, it's because she thinks he's dating Spencer. Spencer. That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. She's like, I wonder how Spencer's randomly going to show up at my house tonight. Which is interesting because I feel like it, it definitely shows the, um, you know, things are obviously are not good between Byron and Ella because sh- she can't share this with Byron. 
It's too close to home mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. But like, I think it. I don't. To me, it belies but, how much she still doesn't trust her husband or has well, not forgotten that, his his crime. You see that in how they react to Mike getting arrested. Yeah, like there's still a lot of unresolved uh, surface tension there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Plus, whatever happened with Rob Lowe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily making the egg white omelet. Very famous. Oh yeah. Making breakfast for Ashley and Hannah, and Ashley's like, what the fuck is this shit? Breakfast in our kitchen? It's like her her breakfast is usually just coffee, I think. We eat coffee. It's like an egg white vegetarian omelet. It's got like tomatoes and like mushrooms in it. Pretty fucking fancy. I mean, it's not bad. (laughs) I like how the both Ashley and Hannah come in at the same time. They're like almost like easing in, like, what the fuck is going on in here? What's going on in our kitchen? The ecosystem has been disturbed. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one of the realest things ever is Peter saying, Spencer, you think Toby's up to it? <laughs> oh, my God. I love Peter Hastings so much. Uh... <laughs> this is a great Peter Hastings episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the He's sad a, thing is he has a power coffee cup there. That's a big coffee cup. Yeah. The only thing I miss about Peter Hastings in this rewatch is the uh, the bit of him like running at Toby speeding over away truck i wish we got to see that one. yeah i think that was in like um, other 210 or 211 that was a great scene yeah i think it's 211 um meanwhile at school <sighs> caleb got stiff on his cash after totally pimping some kid's phone i love how they act like he's like selling adderall or something you know it's yeah like, yeah he, he's not even doing anything illegal he's just like i'll get you some ringtones for free I like to think that like it's like a website page thing where it's like they wrote and shot this as him like dealing angel dust or mm-hmm. bath salts and they had to like like ADR it. He's <laughs> just like, bro, I'll get you one of those ring backs so when people call you they hear a song instead of a ringer. They're really annoying. You remember those? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It only costs you two dollars a month, bro. Hey Caleb, what you, what do you got in the way of text tones? Oh, that you asked. They call me App Store on the streets. Do you want MIDI or pure pure polyphonic? <laughs> Do you remember that phone you had where you could make your own ringtones until you took that uh you took it into the hot tub? Well, it just allowed you to add your own ringtones, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still use those ringtones and they're awesome. Yeah. What I don't, I don't like how long how long did you have the phone before it ended up in the hot tub? Like a week, yeah. That's right. That was a good long soak in that hot tub too. There's no coming back from that. <laughs> You're like, I'll put it in some rice. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jason's at school to start dealing with those at-risk students, the stunners in training. He's going to tell them that there is life after high school. Which I guess that life seemingly consists of getting a fat inheritance and crushing on the artsy teenage girl who was <laughs> friends with your dead sister. Awesome! Way to go, dude. I want to know what, how does Ezra have this massive office? As like a associate professor or whatever, you know. Yeah. Usually those guys are making like twelve dollars an hour, and like if you work there for a few years, you'd be lucky to get hired on full time. Yeah. I guess it's a private school, so they got money. Uh, with yeah, with with a couch big enough for junior professor to lay on while he grades papers. You know what I'm noticing that Ezra he has this move that he does a lot with Arya where. They're having a conversation because Arya is unhappy about something and he has to do the kind of thing where he he kind of you know holds on to like both her hands or something and he kind of like sits down and pulls her down with him like hey let's mm-hmm. talk about this. He does that a lot. He's constantly having to be like 
hey, little girl, let me put you at ease. Yeah. Well, like in Fifty Shades of Grey, it was the dude like putting like he doesn't talk to her anymore, so he puts his both hands on her face and pulls her in for the kiss just to shut her up. Maybe um, Ezra should work on that move where he takes his shirt off, climbs across the bed, and then like uh, bites the toast out of her hand. Arya, if you were mine, you wouldn't be able to uh, sit down for a week. <laughs> and then, and then you just hear Arya, kill him now. I was like, where are you going to do that pick to? Yeah, gosh. Um, yeah, so basically Jason and Ezra are coming to the same dinner party. Ruh-roh. Um Arya's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of which, Arya leaning against Emily's locker, fishing for gossip about her sleepover at Hannah's. One of my favorite Uh-oh. moments. Oh. <laughs> One of my favorite moments in PLL. Is the, uh, every night it's like a sleepover. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I forgot to mention, there's earlier in the first scene where Emily and Hannah are talking about being roommates. Spencer and Arya throw this crazy eye chatter at each other where they both just like lock eyes and smile like they're in on some secret joke. I love that. Well, because the entirety of any storyline featuring uh, Hannah and Emily sleeping over together is just the product of Spencer and Arya texting each other late at night. (laughs) Also, uh, there is like this weird little smirk that Ella does when Byron mentions their friend who like fell off a riding lawnmower. (laughs) <laughs> like like Byron and Ella have this like private moment. I I, I wonder we should have asked uh, Norm Buckley and Trust Authority about this because th- I feel like there's a lot of nonverbal communication happening in this episode, like private jokes and whatnot. You know. Well, I think it was obviously code for sex swing. Ooh. Yeah, sex swing mishap. Oh yeah, happens. Um, you never buy the sex swing. You just you just go to a hotel. That's been well, advice. Cheers. I think what you do is you you buy a house and oh look at that the previous owner left it. <laughs> we might as well try it. Well, there's out. the there's a great onion article where it's like sex wing sitting unused like covered in mail or something like that. And Google <laughs> it; it's great. That's not funny. My brother died that way. Um, so this this Logan Reed guy, anyone remember him? Logan Reed, the messenger bro. If um, I'm not mistaken, that mistaken that was uh, it was some sort of like fan contest. To like Logan get in the Reed? episode, yeah, it was like get your name in the episode. I think. Oh, so. okay. Wasn't I, he? A, could I was be like the actor was in a couple, so I could be totally wrong, but I think it was like you get to name the character or something like that. You guys could have come if up with a better name than Logan something. Reed. Yeah. Man. I mean, I would have really had some ridiculous fun of it. Balthazar Papa Demetrios. There you go. Say that five thousand times fast. Both Anyways, this dude had face. his. Yeah. This dude had his life fucking ruined by the liars and Garrett and the Jenna This guy thing. completely <laughs> ghosted. He like quit his job. He's supposedly living, like crashing at some dude's place. He can't be found there. He's not going to college anymore. Like his private college. Like what the fuck? Well, it's like eight months later, right as like some out of work NPR reporter is about to start a podcast about his disappearance. His parents get a call and he's like, I can't operate as Logan Reed anymore because of this <laughs> blind girl. and Her creepy boyfriend is on the police force. From now on, I'm Balthazar, Papa Demetrius. Um, yeah, so we got Ashley and Ella, the the mom summit. Um, Ashley has some real distaste for Peter Hastings. Oh man, I would love for Ashley Marin to have a couple of glasses of wine and then just start dishing on yeah. Peter, on the rest of the town. Uh, that that was another one of those like kind of suggested moments between them where like uh, she mentions like, oh, have you have you talked to the Hastings yet? And Ella just kind of smirks at Ashley, you know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peter Hastings trying to buy his way out of another problem. 
go on, Ashley. Go on, please. Tell us what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, keep talking for just a second. Oh, so uh, Lorona, you, you wanted to ask about the feedback and the emails we got. Lorona, one of her questions to us was, how would you guys feel about Peter and Ashley as a couple, especially if they were who Sarah Par- Harvey's parents were? I mean, as a hookup, I could see it. Uh, those hot, sexy nights at the Bradbury? I'm sure there were times when Ashley was single and she, you know, I mean, she she's made some mistakes. She, she slept with Jason. So, so I hooked up with Peter Hastings one time, regretted it afterwards. Let me, I would love to just commission some of these beautiful weirdos who listen to this podcast to just write the fan fiction for us. Picture you're the bartending staff at the Bradbury, right? Everyone knows about like the, the Red Baron, okay? She comes in, she's amazing, she's the hot. Red she, Baroness. Red Baroness, she works in a bank, she knows how to order a cocktail. A couple of guys have left the Bradbury with her. Then, three and a half years later, she comes in and she's like, You're all hired. I'm the new manager at the <laughs> Radley. <laughs> uh. Times. Yeah, so then Montgomery dinner party. Can you imagine Aria babysitting your kid? With what? Okay, so they establish that this is a like new, there's a new baby for these this couple. They're mm-hmm. very paranoid about even getting a sitter in general, like separation mm-hmm. anxiety. With what they know of Aria, like from the newspaper and whatnot, would they ever in a million years allow them to babysit their child? Seriously, she's been on the front page of the paper about being a liar. Yeah, when she was joking about the DNA sample and all that, she's not joking. Wouldn't it be great if they were just like, nah, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, <laughs> we're happy with who we have. Noel Khan has been great. Oh, I'm about to, I was about to make a really bad joke about things I'd rather happen to my child than Aria babysitting. Um, well, this is also we have the, the infamous hockey stick here that Toby finds. And Peter Hastings is just like appears out of nowhere. He's like, I'll take that. Oh, also, is the lady, the the wife of the couple, the new baby, is she actually Buffy's evil college roommate? Uh, I can look that up. Why don't you talk for a little while? Um, yeah, so Ezra brings flowers for Ella and serious scotch for Byron. And uh, did, did you hear Arya like, and Ezra talking shit about that? It's like iodine and Diet Coke mixed she's together. Like, she's like, I thought she said that was a scotch that tastes like iodine and Diet Coke, yeah. yeah. Well, no, so first first Byron's just like, oh, shit, this is serious scotch. And Ezra's, his nonchalant man line is like, well, it's always worked for me. <laughs> well, but, uh, is that not, so, in fact, Ezra's choice scotch? I don't know. So, yeah, so then Arya's like, I thought you said it's the one that tastes like iodine and Diet Coke. And Ezra makes this line about, like, well, it is, but I hit up the guy at the liquor store for Byron's favorites. And then I thought, just imagine the shortcuts, the secrets you could learn by hitting up some dude in the Rosewood liquor store for secrets. You know, Philadelphia or Pennsylvania in general has like very weird liquor store laws where you can only buy liquor from special places that sell it like, like state run. Mm. So I guess there theoretically could be like a single fucking liquor store that you'd have to go to. Okay. Is that, is it, just like the restrictions just on like liquor stores what about bars i know like in utah like you have to be a, a member of the bar i don't know about bars but i don't I, mean I know it was, this is all from like prohibition days but the joke is that if you wanted to go 
get groceries for dinner, a six pack of beer, and a bottle of wine, you'd have to make three stops. Is like oh. the, the joke about Philadelphia because the way that's all set up. You're just busting Ashley Marin's balls, guys. I think she probably has a. What do they call those people? Like those like wine buyers or something. You're like their, their job is sourcing wine. I feel like that's a, Ashley Marin's got herself one of those. <laughs> uh, yes, that is in fact the roommate from Buffy the Vampire. Oh Star. shit! Yeah, uh, Dagny, Dagny Kerr. She just starts like blasting Cher at this baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm raising my child to be a monster. Yes, my fingernails do keep growing after they've been cut. Um, yeah, so we get the great flashback with Allison, the field hockey stick. Um, Jason's a cool guy. You know he's a cool guy because he pretends to beat his sister with a stick just to psych her out while that her whole, friends watch. That whole flashback is so weird, yeah. yeah. Uh, gotta say, just the, the tension between Ezra and Jason being in the same room is delicious. Mm-hmm. They, they just immediately sniff each other out like, uh-oh, there's more than one shark in this pond. I would have loved if, like, draft five of the script, and I, Marlene King's just, like, she sends it back with just, like, a little post note. It's like, hey, Joe, let's just, this just been, like, a whole act <laughs> with these two guys at this party. I think you're going to have a good time. I forgot. There was a line from Peter earlier where he's talking about the De Laurentiis, and he says, that family is nothing if not consistent, always crossing the line. Yeah. <laughs> says the guy... Fucked his neighbor's wife. So that's the guy who's the father of everyone in Rosewood. Yeah, who may not have just fucked his neighbor's wife, but also her twin sister. Also, um, damn, Peter Hastings is a lot of jam. I know the in the flashback that we get here, only Arya and Spencer present. I found that interesting. Oh. Told, told the theory. Mm-hmm. I believe this might have actually been the last episode I watched before that initial fateful podcast. Uh, so this is probably oh. the last one incorporated into the theory. Oh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no so, Emily and Hannah here. Just the three. In your mind, there would have been a scene where Spencer's like, Jason, I came over here of Hannah. And he's like, whoa, <laughs> I took a lot of drugs. I have a lot of acid flashbacks, uh, Spencer. But who's Hannah? <laughs> well, what do you think about Toby running to tell Spencer about this mysterious hockey stick? On um, one hand, it's maybe like narrative convenience. On the other hand, like it seems like Toby kind of delights in like just spinning Spencer up with like new things to be paranoid about. Part of Toby's thing is that he wants to be important, kind of like Ezra, kind of like um, there's a moment in season three when like uh, Caleb and Paige have lunch because mm-hmm. they both talk about how they want to they, they, they hate being powerless and it's like, this isn't your fight. Like, it's like, sometimes your job is just to support your significant other. You know what I mean? Well, I think like the, Toby's, the part of that is like, in real life, it would be their job. But on a TV show, it's like, you guys got to step aside because it's a liar show. It's not the Caleb and Paige show, you know? Exactly, yeah. Well, at least Paige is honest enough to be like, I can't cut it. It's emotionally getting to me. It's, it's affecting me. Also, I'm only signed on for five episodes this past season. Well, like, and meanwhile, Caleb's like, it's funny you, re- you mentioned it because uh, I'm written to be pretty cool. Can we talk about the like very, very manly discussion of cycling that's going on at this dinner party? 
I, uh, like, I had a choice to go to Japan or Europe. And uh, oh, why'd you choose Ireland? Because I, I love James Joyce and Beckett. <laughs> and uh, cycling in some lava fields. It's like you're on the moon. Yeah. Jason's yeah. just like, oh, you'll get back on that bike, buddy. Just get a, a baby seat on it. This is this is what the men yeah. talk about at the dinner party. Yeah, it's just Jason's done some dull to finally boring. Like Arya, like just this is your future. Just FYI, are you <laughs> sure? Are you really sure? When Ezra's talking about Ireland and his like literary favorites, Byron's just like so enamored. And you did it by bike. That's great. That's great. I mean, there's a little bit of one upmanship here between Ezra and Jason, right? Oh, you biked yes. in Ireland. I biked on lava fields. Yeah, on the moon. Yeah, just yeah. Had to clear my head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's the, on a spiritual fucking journey, or whatever. Like mm-hmm. real, real Dharma bum. But like, uh, the problem for Jason is that Byron is just in love with Ezra. Well, Ezra's thrown out like the literary references and whatnot. And Byron is just like, gosh, Ezra, I'd love to spend seven minutes in the closet with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Officer Barry shows up to show him what a real man looks like. Mm-hmm. Got some bad news for you, Byron Ella. <laughs> Your son. Oh, he's fine. He's just a he's a thief. He's been arrested for being a. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, like when they find out about this arrest, Ezra, you see the wheels turning in his head. The wheels are turning mm-hmm. in Jason's head. They're all like looking at each other. Yeah. Great, great reaction shots here. Well, preview for my upcoming notes. After her parents leave to go handle this, the fuck are these guys doing hanging around? <laughs> It's because they both think Arya wants them there. They both assume yeah. that they will be the last person to leave so they can get Arya to themselves. Yeah. It's hilarious. It is gross. Um, there's some Peter Hastings and, and Toby talk, which uh, <laughs> it's just funny to think about if every Peter Hastings and Toby talk started with, Toby, put on some pants. <laughs> and this put is the on, line Toby. from the video. This is, the, this is where yeah. it came from. Good night, Toby. Thanks for all the hard work. It's so fitting. Like Toby's story could have ended right here, and I would have been fine. For I, a guess, I guess that yeah, seriously. They, I guess they called off the dinner, but these dudes are just hanging around. The other people went home. Ezra's like helping Arya clear off all the dishes from the table. Mm-hmm. Jason's like still like waiting for that other cup of tea or whatever. Yeah, like, and it's just like, dudes, you can go. Well. And, like, you know that whole drive home, the new parents, Kathy the roommate and the other one, are just, like, those two guys are just begging to get the, the Montgomery daughter. By the way, you're going to love this. Apparently, I must have said the uh, magic words in there because my phone just started calling someone named Jason in my contacts. Someone named Jason? Yeah. How many Jasons do you know? Uh, not many. It's some dude from work. I really hope that call didn't go through because that's awkward because I haven't spoken to him in years. Yeah. And he's just like, whoa, Benjamin Light likes PLL too? Mm-hmm. We need to talk about this on Monday. Um, yeah, so Ezra really wants credit for his dinner party manners. Um, he's also both jealous of Jason and, I wrote in my notes, maybe looking for info on his book for his book. And then you get the uh, Jason says to Ezra, did you have Aria? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in your class. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do like you think that Jason was uh, a little double entendre on Jason's part? Oh, yeah, I think okay. it is. But I don't like Jason when he's calculating. No, he's better when he's off the cuff. Hey, bro, let me ask you a question. You ever have Aria? You know, like in your class, bro. Yeah. 
Um, Arya yeah, eventually just, just kicks them both out, and they're like, "Are you sure?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like slowly walking towards the door, like trying to let the other go in front of them. Well, the look they give each other on the porch is when they're both outside. Like, well, I guess we have to leave now. Well, they're kind of looking at each other like they expect that like one of them will walk off and the other will just spin around and like knock on the door again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we find out that that Arya Arya finds out that Mike has stolen a lot of shit, including, including the Genesis. the last thing. Yeah. Um. Also, yeah. So Caleb's making a uh, classic PLL moment here. Caleb's talking about how he's been he's been a real troll before. You know, actual bad guys. Yeah. Yes. Allentown. Working with some actual bad guys in Allentown. Changing VIN numbers at the DMV. That court sort of thing. Yeah. Like, what? This is such a strange plotline. It, it, it almost makes me wonder, was this like a double up episode where like they just didn't, they weren't going to have much Ashley Benson. And so they just wrote in like a few scenes of this fake drama between her and Caleb. Yeah, I don't know. I just kept waiting for like, is this gonna come back? Like our actual bad guys no, gonna show up never on the does. show? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was written out of an episode of Fast Lane. <laughs> <laughs> actual uh, bad guys. Which it's I mean, you know, we've got the call. You pitch that show. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, we, so we have a great scene between Spencer and Peter. This is like all the awards should be delivered upon this scene because the uh, we don't need more evidence now that Ian Thomas is in the grave. I paid for. There is, I, I love everything about the scene except for one minor detail. Hmm. The makeup on Peter Hastings is a little like it kind of looks like he's wearing lipstick. Maybe it's just the lighting, but like because I've seen this a lot, this this scene a lot because it's in the video I edited. So mm-hmm. I've just watched it over and over again. And like, I can't not see it once I saw it. Like it, it definitely looks like he's wearing lipstick. How great would it be seeing Nolan North doing like every line of dialogue from Buffalo Bill and mm-hmm. uh, Sons and Lambs. <laughs> I'm sure you could. fuck me. I'd fuck me. <laughs> well, it's a great look. Otherwise, he's got the, uh, you know, collar unbuttoned, tie loosened. His hair is a little must, you know. There's a fire uh, that he's staring he, into. He's holding a thing of scotch, a tumbler of scotch in his hand the entire time. Which, you know, other men talk about their serious scotch. <laughs> Peter drinks it. Well, they, they fight over this hockey stick. Spencer tries to grab it away and he yanks it back. He does this all one-handed and we don't see why until at the end when he turns away and raises a glass of scotch to drink it. He did the whole scene one-handed with a glass of scotch in his other hand. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's fascinating to see the struggle, knowing that the entire family is trying to protect this girl because they all think that she went off her meds and killed her friend that night. Or she planted it because she wants the attention. Yeah. yeah. Either way, we don't need yeah. more evidence now that Ian Thomas is in the grave I paid for. Yeah. Like, they all think that they're just at her mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Hannah and Emily get to listen on Ashley and Tom about to fuck. Yeah, and, and Emily's there. I mean, it, that would be awkward enough for for Hannah, but to have Emily there, it's like, well, this is awkward. Which just imagine Let's those put on her headphones, those fevered text messages passed between Ari and Spencer, mm-hmm. and then my fake 
parents get back together. I mean, sexually on the other side of the wall. Um, yeah. So we find again, Mike's old Jenna's lamp thing from Garrett's apartment. Um, I like that Mike mentions he wouldn't go to Toby's house because who could blame him? Uh, Arya's obsessed with this. The point of glossing even Mike, over... Even Mike knows not to try to break into that haunted mansion that Jenna Marshall is in. Yeah. She absolutely criminally glosses over the fact that Mike says he was actually there to steal a gun to get away from here. Mike's like, I was looking for a gun to kill myself. And Arya's just like, shut up about that. Let's go back <laughs> to this pottery lamp thing. Tell yeah. me more about that. Also, you don't think she's a better artist than I am, do you? Mm-hmm. I'm obviously much more artistic, right, and authentic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole blind thing, you can't hold that against me. And just just so much more sophisticated and mature, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, Mike's just like, I'm going to lay in bed for the next half season. Do you have any painkillers I could overdose <laughs> on? Or he's like, well, whatever, check the bathroom. I don't know. Mom probably has some. Oh, my God. Ella has the most depressing line coming up in the next episode. Um, so Spencer at the end is having a squad car coffee of Garrett in front of a pawn shop. Uh, she is, as usual, asking some very morbid questions about the murder weapon. And that's when well, she gets the great text from Ari about how you can't trust Garrett. Yeah, great, you know, panic because she's right next to him. Apparently, the police do not have the murder weapon. So the, the shovel was never in their possession. We'll get to that in the next episode. Um, what was there one more thing? Oh, so uh, you've seen the bloopers of the scene, right? Where I don't think so. I don't remember if I have. It, it's just one scene where Garrett. I I can't remember the exact line, but something, was it where I killed Spencer? It's like tell me who you think killed Spencer Hastings or something like that. And she goes, "What?" Like it's really funny because he gets the name <laughs> wrong instead of saying Allison. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. a tag is the the pain cream injecting it with HGH or whatever. While listening <laughs> to, old, I've got you under my skin. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great song choice. Um, and then we're on to Over My Dead Body. I, Marlon King, Ron Lagomarsino. The duo. Yeah. We find out Allison was buried alive. The liars discovered that Dr. Sullivan disappeared. Uh, um, we start the episode in Media Ray in the police interrogation room with uh, uh, the Dirty Liars and also Arya's giant rings. Giant fucking rings covered in dirt. No Emily. So mm-hmm. one of the many mid or full season finales and they're trying to fake you out by thinking maybe someone got killed or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, before was it Emily again in the season three, a finale where they try to pretend like she's not around or something like that. Um, when she gets when somebody gets shot by, uh, it might be Emily. Gary. Yeah, maybe there's a lot of making you think that Emily's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we see Garrett talking to somebody like, oh, you might be up for a promotion for this one. You all suspected them. And bum, bum, bum. Darren fucking Wilden walks in. He's back. Did you miss me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Murder he pulls his felony. He pulls his face off to reveal that he's actually. Uh... <laughs> Doesn't he have some line like murder is a felony in the state of Pennsylvania? It's a, it's a capital crime. OK. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no shit, asshole. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you have to explain that to teenage murderesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so to admire the powers of Mona to somehow just she so completely owns Annabeth Gish there that she just leaves town. Like mail hasn't been delivered. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, well, at some point here, Toby is an agent of Mona, but obviously it all flows from Mona's powers, from her largesse. Mm-hmm. Um, 12 hours earlier, we flash back to initially, Arnie's utterly insane earrings. Oh my God, these things are massive and distracting. Her hairstyle is really weird too. It's like pulled back in this weird ponytail. Um, these earrings, yeah. if you gave me a 12 mile long blackboard, I would do the equation in which these earrings prove that Arya is part of the Illuminati. I think you could probably use those as like a grappling hook, you know, just like attach a rope to one end. Uh, you could probably ward off the apocalypse that the Mayans warned us about with these earrings. Um, also, you probably if, if you were like tomb raiding and you mm-hmm. came across like a, a blocked wall that you couldn't get past, you could probably like insert one of those into the wall and turn it backwards and forwards to open it up, up the secret passageway. I think You can also ding, ding, ding on those earrings to let the uh, the workers in the Amish community know that's dinner time. Was they're raising that house. I yeah. think you could um, probably also th- like throw one of those like a ninja star at somebody and like slice their neck open. Mm-hmm. If she taps one of them, she turns into an eagle and flies all over the town. Mm-hmm. Are they're we done? her horcrux, I guess. Okay. Yes, they're definitely her horcrux. Let's let's end it there. Um, unfortunately, Maya's back. Uh, Maya kind of wants to be friends. We missed out on Samara uh, dumping Emily. And running off to the Vampire Diaries because Emily tried to hit on one of her friends, right? Or Pass something. Her her oh, Samara. How original. Um, Spencer and Toby talk about having a baby. Also, a newborn of a six-pack. Gross. Well, Maya comes back and she's like, yeah, we should just be friends for now. And Emily's like, just like, you uh, fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I guess this is all of the guilt because she hooked up with Nate St. Germain. Or... or What's his real name? Uh, oh, uh, James something. Lyndon James. Lyndon James. Lyndon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but she she couches it well with uh, uh, Emily's change, and I want to get to know this new Emily. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason's taking it, down the newspaper that we saw him putting up earlier. Yeah, because he's. What is that about? What has he stopped doing in her room? Uh, maybe he was just painting it. I don't know, but he. He's gotten like a new shorter haircut now. He's a little more put together. Yeah. I mean, I, I would assume he was like repainting it to look exactly like Allie's room. Which is creepy. Um, Probably I, for I his thought mom. either that or he's like pulling up all the floorboards to find like the various hidden shit that she's put in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hannah mentions, you know, the wedding back fat with the upcoming dress and the wedding um, struggles real. Caleb is back from visiting his real mom. We didn't miss him because he's in the last episode we watched, but apparently he left the like episode after. Yeah, yeah. Ezra is pretty. Like Jackie Molina comes in and like tries to start some conversation up and then hilariously Arya appears like in the background carrying her own coffee that she can't get to him. Mm-hmm. And Jackie's driving pretty hard to the hoop. And Ezra is just like denied, denied, denied. Like he's not shy about being like, well, too bad I'm not single. Yeah, which, fuck Ezra, Jackie Molina, you are a strong, independent, powerful woman who's done some plagiarizing. You can do better than this guy. Like, if you found out this guy was dating a high school student, why are you trying to win him back? I don't I mean, know. Maybe follow, she's just possessive, I guess. Follow your first instinct. Mm-hmm. You went on a vacation. He proposed You oddly. said yes to be nice because you didn't want to ruin the rest of the vacation. Yeah. 
What did he immediately go do? Start dating a high school girl. Follow that first instinct. Um, yeah, so Arya then runs away after overhearing them talking and gets that hostage text of Dr. Sullivan. Well, you know, they get this crate that says open or she dies. Uh, it just appeared in their living room. They opened nice it up. Man. Do you think, like, what happens to this crate? Did, did she leave it around for, like, Veronica or Melissa to find later? Like, open or she dies? What the hell is this? Veronica comes out of her briefcase, looks over. What the fuck is this? Just sighs. Usual Spencer shit. Gonna go have to dig a hole and throw this in it. Um, Which I love it. Hannah's like, you don't think her ear is in here, do you? (laughs) Which made me think to myself, like, was this potentially the inspiration for, like, Garrett and the Halloween train? Hmm. Um, I don't know. Well, you know, early yes. there is a scene with Toby and Spencer again where he's really trying to like stir shit up between her and her dad. He's just like, I've seen you. I was like, you don't back down from anything. Not the Spencer I know. So why are you backing down from this? And she's like, it's my fucking dad. Like, and it's just like, so. Well, it's like, I'm surprised he's not like looking at the hand, the notes written on his hand from Mona about how to stir shit up. So you think he's working for Mona here? I think I've seen something where I, Marlene King has mentioned that he is indeed like pretty eyes at the end of this episode. No, no, she said the opposite. That's the annoying thing. Supposedly Toby did not start working with a until like mid season three. See, I've heard, I feel like so many different like things. It makes so, it makes so much more sense if it starts here when uh, she has to break up them. But yeah. You dump me. I'm going to go put on a black hoodie and take orders. Yeah, um, it makes it makes way more sense if you assume that this is where it started. I, I think there's like, oh, that waitress calls everyone pretty eyes is like the official. Oh, that's also waitress Marlene is the character's name. Yeah. Um, so Arya's doll makes her it's prove that. Yeah, <laughs> makes Jackie prove, go away. Yeah, make her <laughs> makes Jackie Millie like prove that she plagiarized an article on a, on a French painter who painted. Um. I, I like how we Mona, lost the scene where Arya's like, I'm going to do a photo shoot with these dolls real quick. Mona includes the evidence. It's like she knows that Arya would be useless on her own. Like the other two don't get any extra evidence. They just get instructions. But Arya, like you're, you're going to need some help. Yeah. Yeah, these dolls, though. Oh, my God. They're so fucking great. Save Toby uh, from evil. Or no, it's keep Toby safe. Keep Toby safe. So Spencer... The ultimate fatalist take, interprets that as, I have to break up with him. What if she just murdered him? It's, like, it's the only way he can be safe. The 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 AI solution where yeah. human beings can't destroy themselves if I destroy them. Yeah. yeah, but Arya has to do the Herculean task of like moving Jackie Molina out of town. Hannah has to ruin her father's wedding. Spencer could just be like, hey, Toby, why don't you go away for oh, a few days? Just get out of town and clear your head. But she's like, no. I have to dump him because I ruin everything. <laughs> I love that her friends are not like, seems like an overreaction, Spence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arya trying to blackmail Jackie. Like, she's so, like, it's like she really wants everyone to know that she didn't want to have to do this. She's really sorry. Well, the problem is that she shows up and she has no conviction here. She shows weakness. Jackie Molina senses it. And Jackie Molina will steamroll her later. Yeah. yeah. Jackie knows what's up. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jackie, Jackie is like the, the truest, realest version of what Arya wants to be. I mean, we joke about how Arya will burn the, the, the world to the ground so she can be queen of the ashes. 
Jackie Molina for realsies will do that. Like she'll she'll date Ezra after he's been ruined. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like Ezra. I'm all you got now. Yeah, you need me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this breakup scene is just hilarious, by the way. But Spencer told her she runs away and then Ren finds her. Ren is like Kelly Green Miata that he drives for some reason. He's like, Oh hello, you're vulnerable, delectable. Actually, that's like that's like a like a little beamer you'd find on the Autobahn or something. Like I don't even it's know. It's so it's so poncy. I, I had to shipped over from the uh the home country. Across, across um, the pond. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer's like, there's so much you don't know, and I can never tell you because you're dumb. <laughs> I like this conversation between Arya and Ella where she's kind of like absolving Ella basically to absolve herself. I feel like it's like she wants to feel better about blackmailing Jackie. So it's just Mm -hmm. like, hey, mom, you're a good parent. Everything's fine. Which two things. Look at that. That necklace that Arya is wearing. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a light up skull. She's going to wear it to a wedding later. I think like she can touch that like Vixen on Legends of Tomorrow and like like uh, channel some sort of animal's power, you know, for a corpse. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, second thing, Ella, well, I'm going to go take a long, hot bath and pretend for one hour that I'm the perfect parent. <laughs> Maybe the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life <laughs> or the greatest. Yeah. yeah. It's the start of Ella's novel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like, um, like Arya's interactions with Jackie prove that Arya is no Allison because Allie would have ruined Jackie, like mm-hmm. and laughed it off in no time. Also, after like Jackie shows up, she's not phased by the fact that Arya's like, My mom's upstairs taking a sad bath, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then when it's all said and done, Jackie Millian is just like cute dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why Allie was best friends with Arya. She didn't she didn't fear that from Arya. Uh, so this is a good time as any mystery versus characters uh speaking of loss i mentioned that earlier i feel like one of the reasons these shows early seasons are so successful is that it walks that balance between the mystery and just like really enjoying the characters and like a lot of character moments and i think it may just be a natural thing that happens just the, the weight of drama as the show goes on like when you've had five seasons Mm-hmm. The mystery just starts to overtake everything, and it's harder to find those character moments. Um, you could even say that for the show like Sherlock, for instance, where like after a while, it was just like it just didn't feel like you were just getting character stuff anymore. It was everything was like crazy and heightened, you know. I mean, that definitely happened with Lost. Eventually, I think PLL, you know, to some extent, you got the same thing where it's like they have so much mystery to pay off that it's hard to have the same sort of character moments that you would in these early episodes where every episode, even though there's mystery in these ones we've been watching, there's just a lot of really strong character moments where, you know, like it's all about, you know, Hannah trying to get over Allie or something like that. Like it, it's hard to, to do that in like season six. It's like you've, you've done everything you can at the character by that point. I think there's, I agree with you to certain extent. I think there's exceptions with PLL that are strong, um, which is part of why I, I, I like season five so much. And then, of course, with um, season six, you have like the songs episodes. Mm-hmm. And then you have some well, of the stuff. You can do it only by like, like Aria getting... and the, the, the mirrors and the pictures and stuff. Well, you can get really extreme, basically. 
right? Yeah. Yeah. And well, I mean, it, the dollhouse is basically Buffy dying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, everything after that is going to feel like a kind of an alternate universe. Yeah, I mean, I know people like to complain a lot about, like, the last few seasons, but, like, point me to a show that was that strong strong in both mystery and character, like, that's been running for that long. Like, at a certain point, you've just seen too much of the show that, that they don't have the same impact anymore. And I'm, I'm a simple, massive fan of the show, even if, like, it had mostly been bad instead of good. I would still, if I was a network executive, I would still greenlight the show forever just because of the scene of Caleb and Spencer in the door while Hannah listens, you know, in 7A. Like, oh, and that's something that they only got there by kind of breaking a rule that they w- wouldn't normally have broken, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, all uh-huh. that is to say, man, this show's great. I mean, the, mm-hmm. in the early seasons, when everything's still fairly fresh, you can just see how like I, I feel like a lot of people don't appreciate how hard it is to do what they're doing to have yeah. four different main characters and weave all these plot lines together with a mystery and with all these individual arcs uh really excellent well and the thing about that each four of these girls is like a show of their own mm-hmm. yeah they bring their own supporting you know, cast yeah their own yeah. plot lines all that stuff <laughs> they bring ren <laughs> Randy's this... just like, I really wanted to kiss you. Spencer's like, are you fucking kidding me? Whatever. He's I'm like, like, fine, let's kiss. I know it's inappropriate, but you're so, so deliciously vulnerable. So, <laughs> um, but like, this, this, this episode alone has three <laughs> sets of parents, which is crazy. Um, and it also has Ezra. So it's like four sets of parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, so you know, Emily gets a creepy doll in her backseat. Mona's she gets kidnapped card, by a doll. Yeah. <laughs> we get the weird brief press conference at the police station. There's like a shit ton of reporters there. And even more have like 80 yard in. Yeah, there's uh, this one other cop who Toby is a dick to later. It's like, I'm not your boy. I'm not your friend. <laughs> Listen, boy, you got no reason to be here. Yeah, but that 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 image of him pointing and like pointing past the guy. It's hilarious. Well, it totally like, starts in with the like, I love you, Spencer. I know you can't stop me from loving you. And these cops are just like, oh, Jesus, this is embarrassing. It's like plagiarized, like journey lyrics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like the the amount of like 80 yard in reporters here made me think of like, I, I thought it was a joke. And then I actually saw one of those things where like Sean Spicer takes like a Skype like call during a press briefing from like some conservative conspiracy nut show. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, yeah, so there's this the fantastic bit of Spencer staring down Willem through the, the glass of the interrogation room. Great. I mean, at this yeah. point, great it's, shot. It's solidified, it's soaked in like bronze and amber. She is the star of this show. Mm-hmm. There's no going back. Um, also, Ren's never going to. Since we talk she's, about Ren, she's the engine by which the show runs, I think. Right, right. Uh, Ren is never going to wash that hanky that she soiled. <laughs> Uh, it's a good point. What does one do with a used hanky? I think shows have taught me that you launder it and then return it. That, mm-hmm. That's good etiquette. But I well, feel it also like, gives you an excuse to make contact again. You know? True, true, true. But I feel like it's the old like date where you leave something behind. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like Spencer's like, oh wait, this isn't a handkerchief. Oh, gross, Ren. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. God, fucking Ren. Uh, yeah. Then Caleb. 
this is when he was like this is almost like peak essence of best boyfriend hey kate it's a nice dress too bad it gives you back fat <laughs> i love that because it's it's such a sick back fat burn but she she must know on some level that like he was he would only say this because hannah told him to mm-hmm. kind of you know it's like a proxy burn but it but it what? hurts nonetheless like it hurts even more that like a guy has noticed in a way. <laughs> I don't know if this was my reading the first time or the second time or the third time, but this time I'm like, is she straight up trying to like hit on Hannah's boyfriend? It kind of seems a, like she is. What yeah. A bitch. Mm-hmm. At trust the, that Kate. That's a couple at this, at this red wedding too. Um, yeah. So is this Sean's oh, this, dad marrying them? I guess so. This shit is so awkward. He's not the, he's like the third minister we've seen in town, but I just love the bit where Arya and Spencer, Spencer's just like, we should get the car ready. <laughs> get away. Car. We're going to need to roll out of here and leave some tire on the road. I'm not particularly religious. Um, this dude's sermon is super duper confusing to me. Um, I could do a reading of this where he's suggesting polyamorous good times. I could listen to it. Uh, I could watch that scene a hundred times and not tell you what he said. It just rolls right <laughs> over me. He's like, you guys should drink of the same cup, but also drink of other people's cup. <laughs> In fact, uh, why doesn't everyone get their keys out? I've got a bowl here. I'm going to make this wedding interesting. If this is a wedding. You're not going to put in cash in the bowl we pass around. Just put your keys in. That's right. Rosewood style. Let me cut to Peter Hastings in the back. Here, here. Amen. Um, I feel like Emily yeah. could be a little more resourceful when she gets trapped inside with this car. How long would it take you to pass out from that much gas? She's wearing heels in the garage. You you take one of those heels off. You break the window. You get in the car and you put it in reverse and hit the gas. I kind of wonder sometimes with some of the A shit. Like say A puts you in a situation like this. Mm -hmm. What if you just pulled a gun out and pointed at your own head? Well, if. Would Allison, be like, whoa, 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 whoa. If Allison hadn't showed up, seemingly Emily was just going to die. I guess Mona doesn't yeah. like Emily that much. Oh, and how much of this, like, what is Jen, what are Jenna and Garrett talking about? We'll get, to, we'll get to that in a bit. I just wonder, okay. like, was there a point where if had Allie not showed up, would Mona have stepped in and be like, all right, all right, fine, I'll drag you out of here so you don't fucking die. I really yeah. thought you could have gotten out of that one, Allie, but I guess, guess not. Yeah. Really fucking with my mm-hmm. personal real life game design. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Emily wakes up in this magical clearing in Allison's lap. Not too bad. Um, we could have many conversations about what this dialogue all means. That she says she knows who A is. Do you think I she don't really think it's does? A good to say. Yeah. Well, and she repeats the line from the song. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I I guess rewatching it now, my take is. is... Your take's what? It's a hallucination. Even no, though, I think it's real. It, this was what, referenced later as being real. Yeah, well, even though she is wearing the outfit in the in the clearing that she that the person wore who dragged Emily out of the the barn. Um, no, no. Later on, when Allie comes back in season four four B, this is referenced again. Like this happened. Yeah, I just don't know. The, I don't. I don't see how she could know that it was. Mona. I can only assume that maybe she's just lying or something, or that she. She thinks it's someone else and she's wrong about it. Like that to me would be make the most sense. Doesn't she claim to know um, when she visits Hannah in the hospital? Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying that the old woman from the Titanic is just a liar. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, so Emily kisses well, Emily, Allison, wakes up. Emily is reading the scene like she's like talking to at to Allison and like the hereafter, where mm-hmm. Allie's just like, "Do you want to come with me or do you want to stay?" When mm-hmm. possibly Allie is thinking of like taking Emily on the run with her or something. Right. Right. Yeah, it's not quite the last temptation of Emily Fields. Um, so in the police station, you know, in the here and now, in present day, uh, the Hastings are there. It's lawyer time. Uh, Jason shows up. Peter gives him a hard time. And the great line of like, hey, I think my sister would want me here, bro. Um, Jason mentions that Allison was great at keeping secrets, but she was also great at punishing people with the truth. Obviously, That's he that. found out that Peter's yeah. daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as well, and, everyone's daddy. Yeah, apparently Peter told him the night before, too. Yeah, when he's confronted. Yeah, it's a real hashtag Emerson moment here. I guess I feel like this is the first one where it seemed like more than just like just what Emily wanted, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. First time Allie actually seemed like tender with her. Yeah. Perhaps. Because nobody's watching, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh the the infamous shovel makes its appearance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's let's talk about what is going on here with Garrett and Jenna and all that. He mentions like it took him forever to get into the storage. I think what's going on is that he needed to get the last copy of page five, which has mm-hmm. trace evidence, which they believe can like point back to them. Like I think that was his mission the whole time was to get that. And maybe he helped call in this anonymous tip on the liars here with like a tip off from a, mm-hmm. uh, they never had possession of the shovel previously. So that must've been Mona planting that. Yeah. That must've not been Garrett and Jenna. I remember when I initially watched this, I thought Garrett got the shovel out of evidence and planted it. But now I, I don't think that's the case. He said they, they never had it. So, well, he seemingly implying that the whole him joining the police force was to get access to the stuff. Yeah, to get access to the storage room, presumably to get the last copy of page five. Which and then I think destroy it. When we were first like covering this, I was like, my God, that's a long, drawn mm-hmm. out it's a very plan. long con, yeah. But now we found out that it only takes like two weeks to do <laughs> the Harrisburg Police Academy. Took an online course. Yeah. yeah. Now, now you're a cop, sir. Um yeah, so we get we get some Ashley, some Tom, some Byron, Ella, Peter, Veronica, and Ezra at the police station. <laughs> uh, uh, Ezra's like, I love her. Ella's just like, get the fuck out of here. Peter Hastings will destroy you. <laughs> she's like, I will literally count to 10. <laughs> and she's like, and if you think Peter is bad enough, have you considered Veronica? Yeah, yeah. Um, I love we get Veronica meeting for clients. Um Find out that Wilton's only in charge of this because he has evidence against them. It's all like an anonymous tip. They're you know busted holding a shovel. Not much of evidence. Well, also, did they expect it? They buried the weird mask thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little fun. Tonight we caught you with it. Um, Jenna's cold blooded though. She deserved to die like that. <laughs> well, because Jenna, as we know, still thinks Garrett is the one who killed her. Yeah, like true. that's what she believes. Yeah, yeah. Jenna's like, I feel pretty good about fucking a murderer. Mm-hmm. Of course, she's gonna hang on to that page five just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Doctor Sullivan here is she's passed a 
an envelope full of photos, it would seem. It says, like, do not bend on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's just like, you know, ah, fuck you. See you later. A is going to get some coffee and get called pretty eyes. Mm-hmm. You want a piece of pie? <laughs> it makes so much more sense that this is Toby, but yeah. All right. So, yeah, that is over my dead body. Last of these episodes. Uh, before we get to what we're going to watch next, do you have any more feedback for us? Yeah, so some people I just want to say uh, hi to, like Addison, who emailed us, Johnny. Um, Egg. <laughs> no, uh, Tommy, who uh, had an interesting theory that uh, I'm, I'm going to extrapolate a little bit and add a little bit to Tommy's theory. Tommy's theory, he sent us, he sent us an email that's just like theory that makes Ezra even worse. <laughs> which good. is um what if it wasn't a who pointed out ezra's god-awful poem what if it was actually ezra Ooh, which i thought was interesting i want to add to tommy that is here delicious. That, and that do you remember that um aria left her phone at ezra's apartment one night and he was like who the fuck is a or b or, c a? or any of your friends yeah. yeah 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 so what if ezra knew that there's a friend named a and he did the note <laughs> Well, he, pointing out his poem he may have back. known who A was, period. I mean, he was working on the book and whatnot. So, yeah. 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 That is monstrous. Yeah. So good job. Good job. How uh, dare you make Arya read that poem? That's through ice. <laughs> it smells bad. Um, and then Amanda emailed us with a couple of things. Um, you know, like, why did... Why did Hannah ever want to be friends of Lucas? Mm-hmm. He is he is so mean to her in so many ways. But also, she it loves did. the tag team of Ella and Peter, which I thought was funny considering how many people. But we've got the question about uh, Ashley and Peter. Wait, and Peter's got a lot Ella, of chat. Have Ella and Peter had a scene? I think there's just Ella and Peter like in this episode being tough mm. parents. Um, I mean, I guess they're probably in group scenes together, but I'm not sure if we've ever had like a two-hander Ella Peter scene, how? No, which I can't even begin to imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, unless it's like Ella, like, here's a dollar. Can I put you on retainer of that? And Peter's like, <laughs> you must be joking. I don't work pro bono. Yeah. I work pro bono. Um, but yeah, just other than that, thanks to like like Lorona and others who emailed us. Um, those are like the real things I wanted to bring up. I mm-hmm. thought were interesting. So oh, good okay. pod. Well, sorry if you weren't interesting enough. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely feel free to send us feedback on the next episodes we'll be watching. Uh, broswatchpl2 at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website page, broswatchpl2.com, and leave us feedback on the episode. If you have any more hot takes, we'll definitely be happy to address them. Uh, so let's see. For 2B here, what are we going to watch? Do we watch the first secret? Uh, I'm going to say no. We know no. it's good. I love that episode. It's a good episode, but we know yeah. it. Yeah, I know. Did we do a rewatch on that? I keep thinking we did rewatches, even though we did like three. Um, yeah. We definitely did. We did three many dangerous falls and snares, didn't we? Um, I should probably check this. I haven't looked at those online in a while. So we definitely did Touch by an Angel. We did the Decon game. I know that. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, and we did one from season one. So maybe we only did three. Hmm. 
Isn't that crazy? I love that episode. Um, just for the, if nothing else, do you want to see what you're afraid of? <laughs> yeah, let me take a look. Podcasts on iTunes here. So I've commented before because it's probably the one that I've gone back and listened to the most. I enjoy our episode of Let the Water Hold Me Down. Oh. I've listened to, to it's probably the, the episode of the podcast I've listened to the most for whatever reason. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Mostly because I, I had like an old iPod, like uh, Nano, that like I didn't update. Oh, right. so I just had whatever was frozen on it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we did do through many dangerous falls and scenarios in the past. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, December twenty fourth, Christmas Eve, last year, or two years ago. How weird. Yeah. All right. So if we're not doing the first secret. We're not doing that. Uh, we got a hot piece of a. Let the water hold me down. What's the one with the blind guy? Because I really want to watch that one. Is that hot piece of a? Is it not the blondie and the blind? Um, it could be. Your pulse is kind of racing. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Blondie and the Blind is the one where Toby falls off the scaffolding. <laughs> Amazing. Always a joy. Yeah. Okay, oh, so it's also, it's also, I broke my left hand. My right hand still punches pretty good. Yeah. All right. Let the Water Hold Me Down has the blind guy that we love. So we want to do that one oh. at 16. It'll be weird going back to it, but sure. sure. That's the one with uh, you're like smart, 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 smart. You know, I thought. Oh you're just yeah, smart. yeah. Okay, sixteen. All right, and uh, that might be the one where Lucas gets sent in the drink by Hannah at the end. Oh no, wait, that's the that's the one before it. But whatever. Yeah, it's uh, one right after. It's one where he reveals he lost all Kale's money betting like an asshole. Well, this is this is the great one because I've listened to our episode so much of the the. The date to the play where Ezra turns around and there's Arya and she's glowing. She's effervescent to see him because they've been forbidden to see each other and he shits his pants in public. <laughs> All right. What else we got? Um, uh, you got the Wikipedia up, right? So you probably have more info here. I just seen the titles. Um, yeah, I can click on each Which one. one's the truth up? We should do that one. Naked Truth? Is I that... I think it's Naked Truth. I can be honest. I That's love one... like the last three episodes of this season. Yeah. Yeah, the Naked Truth. Do we do Unmasked? Um, well, we, we can. We are I the mean, Masters of Rome. Right? I kind of want to do 23, 24, and 25 all at once. Maybe we don't need to do Unmasked. I don't know. Why 23? What's in 23 that you love? Duncan the pilot. Okay. So what do you love in 24 besides the doll hospital? All these episodes are great. 24 has the Ali Spencer interaction where she she dreams or maybe not dreams that Ali is there talking oh, to on her. On the couch? Yeah. Hmm. I kind of have been. It was weird doing Jenna um, not being blind. It was weird doing three and four because it was pickup. Mm-hmm. I kind of like with these rewatches when there's like a weird block. 
between the ones. You know what I mean? Um, it's weird so to I, see just like that that moment of time pulled out of context. Well, so we've seen unmasked a lot. How about we do let the water hold me down? Sixteen. Mm-hmm. We do the naked truth. Nineteen. Then twenty three and twenty four. I was say we we. I remember when we did votes once upon a time for revisits we got a lot of votes for father knows best really why yeah i mean that's the one where aria pretends to be a but other than that i can't think of much what happens that episode no constant dj no constant dj oh wait aria's the conductor no constant dj that might be a fashion show show. could be wrong it's no call with apprentice dj mikey montgomery Mm -hmm. like padawan dj God, I want to watch all these episodes. I might cheat and watch a few more, but we need to pick four here. Um, so you want to do 23 and 24? That's my feeling, unless you have other ideas. I can live with that. I feel like Duncan in the plane trumps anything that's in Father Knows Best. Mm. Mm. Ooh, what do you okay. in there? The cocktail. A cocktail. All right, so what, what's in your cocktail? Alcohol. Come on. Humor me. I'll tell you what I'm drinking. I don't care what you're drinking. Well, fuck you. <laughs> I'm sure you're drinking a fine beer and or a, a G&T. Actually, I'm drinking a uh, Cabernet Sauvignon from 2013. Is it Ravenswood? No, it's a Kendall Jackson, whoever that is. So you drink, you're drinking wine now, huh? I'm doing research. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Let's talk off air about that. Um, so 16, 19, 23, and 24. Yes. Everyone got that? Uh, let the water hold me down, the naked truth, eye of the beholder, and if these dolls could talk, follow me and up like me. <laughs> I can't promise that uh, uh, 20 minutes of the podcast will just be us doing that in different voices and pitches. All right. I should write that down now so I don't have to listen to the podcast again to remember. Mm-hmm. That particular moment, by the way, is when you have full leave to do weird pitch shifting. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I was like a new one where we did a whole episode talking like Kyler Ren. That was for a different podcast, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we should go. We've been talking for a while. I hope you enjoyed this. Definitely feel free to send us your feedback. We'll be back next time to talk about 16, 19, 23, and 24 in Season 2. Until then, bye-bye.